When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. How are you doing this fine Saturday evening, grumpy old man? Okay. Okay, just okay. I was, I was honestly, I was expecting the Islanders to beat Washington today, I'm a little surprised. Um, I, I was surprised that Washington won today. Let me just put it to you that way. Uh, yeah, I, I think that again. It's it's this this year. I still think the Islanders are probably going to make the postseason, but this year, right, Grumpy, we're probably in a spot to where it's going to come down the last few games until we deter- we we find out exactly who's in, who's out, and who gets hot this next. 16, 17 game stretch is extremely important. Very true. Um, you know, the way I look at it, you got four teams complete. Um, well, before before we before we jump too much into that, for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Saturday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You may be looking at the clock saying, well, hold on, TJ and Grumpy. You know, this is well after 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, we uh, again we were we were on the fence whether we had we had some things going on today. I wasn't sure we were going to be able to do a show. Period. But we wanted to make sure at least if we could get something out there, even a shortened version later on after the game, we could get something out for people listening on Monday or listening during the work week, so they had something to listen to if they wanted to listen to some Islanders content. From your from the number one New York Islanders podcast. 
the Islanders ever say that podcast. Um, but again, as I mentioned, twice a week sports pod or twice a week Islanders podcast, or, or sorry, Wednesday and Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right, Grumpy? Yep. There Supposedly. it is. Supposedly. 8 o'clock today, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Yeah, and if you are if you're new to the channel and you're new to the show, we invite you to stick around a while. We invite you to subscribe on YouTube, to like on Facebook, and to follow on Twitter. We also have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man that takes place every single Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every single Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's anything and everything sports. That's NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, college athletics, March Madness, right around the Corona world, football, anything and everything sports. We invite you to subscribe on that channel, right? Or at least give it a look or give it a check out. It's in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on a YouTube channel. It's it's a show by myself, the grumpy old man, and Sun X. It's just a whole bunch of friendly banter talking anything and everything sports. Very true. And when last we spoke, the Islanders uh, were in seventh place in the playoff spot. I said, we're going to make the playoffs. I predicted there was no way we were losing to Pittsburgh because Tristan Jari is their goaltender. Yes. And thank you very much, Tristan Jari. You did not disappoint once again. Three to one in a game that, honestly, we had no rights even being in. Ilya Sorokin was sensational. Um on Thursday night and Tristan Jari shit the bed with the last five in the last five minutes of game gives up two goals and then uh, spits the bit in overtime to Brock Nelson. But here's one thing I've noticed couple, couple points, actually number one and watch even watching today's Washington game. It seems like the Islanders just have more will than the other teams. Wasn't the case against Pittsburgh, but certainly tonight against Washington, um, it just seemed like they beat us to a lot of pucks, but they just had a little bit more skill. I tell you what, it was fun watching. Uh, Kuznetsov was really, really good tonight. Um, but the, you know, that's that's uh, you know, we'll touch on that as we go on. Um, but one other big point: who do you think gets credit for the Islanders' turnaround? TJ, that's a question. I have my opinion. I want to know who do you think who do you think deserves the credit for the turnaround? I don't think really credit goes to anyone. Oh, I think okay. I well here, here here's what I think has happened. I think that we've it wasn't okay. It depends. When you mean turnaround, are you classifying when Matt Barzal got injured, or are you classifying even the games beforehand? And you know, over that stretch, we are eleven four and three. What what do you consider the turnaround? Is it the the seven or the now nine game time period without Matt Barzal, or is it the um 17 game stretch that we had or the I'm sorry the 18 game stretch we've had without him. I want to just say like the last <clears throat> 2 3 weeks. Okay, so without Matt Barzal. Uh, well, he might have okay cuz cuz before, right? Before Matt Barzal got injured, we are right now on an 11 4 and 3 run. So, you know, 18 game stretch, we've played good hockey, right? We've come away with 25 points out of an 18 game stretch. Second Second only to the Carolina Hurricanes, who had 26 over that period of time. Yes. Uh, since Matt Barzal's been out, we've been 6-2-1. and one. So we've played good hockey when Matt Barzal was healthy. After he's been, you know, after he got injured and banged up, we've played good hockey just all the way around as of recent. Um, just to clarify, you're talking with Matt Barzal and without or just without Matt Barzal? 
I'm just talking within the last – I'm not going to give you – since Matt Barzell, what I, I'm just saying the last two, three weeks. I, I think it's so obvious. I, I'll just tell you. Effort, effort level is there. We're, you know, we're back checking, which we haven't done. We're playing defense, which we haven't done at all, all season long. And, you know, Sorokin's played well over the stretch, but I don't think it's any one particular person who gets credit. I give all the credit to Lane Lambert. He's changed system. Uh, He's changed system. Maybe just because he had to, but he's changed system. How many coaches who are married to their system, Barry Trotz, name, uh, name anyone, honestly, married to their system, is going to go in and say, you know what, we're going to change system midseason or even you know three-quarters of the way through the season. How many coaches are going to do that? I don't. I, I wouldn't say it's a – I mean, this is a – it was a desperation change. The team was getting – the team was not in a postseason spot, well out of a postseason mark, and we were a team that many teams had games in hand. I don't necessarily think it was – it's one in particular person. We've won a lot of close and gritty games. I don't give that the credit to the coach on that. It's not like we're putting on an exhibition out there. We're winning games three to two or two to one. Oh, in overtime we win. Woo. Or we're getting to overtime every single game we lose. You know, we're playing a lot of close games and we're winning those games because we're playing that kind of playoff style of hockey. Sure, maybe, you know, did, did Lane Lambert mention that we need to focus more on defense? Perhaps. I think at that point when they made the change, and I'll be interested to see how long we have this same. We're not going to go on a stretch where we're saying, hey, out of every 18 games, we're winning 11, losing four in regulation, and losing three in overtime. That's not, don't expect that sustained success. That's 19 games. I'm sorry. So we were um, 11, four, and three. That's 18. Okay. So, you know, over that 18-game stretch, I'm not expecting, you know, to see us replicate that for the next 18 games, all right? I I still think we're playing playing more complete hockey than we played before earlier this season. Sure. I I will be interested to see how things change when Matt Barzal returns and how long it's sustainable. Yeah, if he returns this season, and how long it's sustainable. We're not scoring goals. The big problem is we're not scoring goals, right? Everybody talked about Minnesota. That was the big thing last podcast. Oh, Minnesota doesn't get any complaints about being boring. Minnesota this, Minnesota that. Minnesota has absolutely zero chance now with Kaprizov out on a week-to-week injury. Right? Minnesota, without him, good luck. I mean, they should still have a chance to make the – I think they'll still make the playoffs, though. They're going to make the put, but they're going to be in the same spot as us. Yeah. No chance. They could have fantastic goaltending like they've had with Gustafson. It doesn't matter. They're not going anywhere. They're not winning anything. The West is a lot that's easier. Good. This is not a Minnesota Wild podcast, but still, right? That's, you know, that, yeah. that injury is a, a big loss for them, just like Matt Barzal is a big loss to us. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think it's, I think Lane Lambert's done a great job the last few weeks. Again, how many coaches are willing to admit? First of all, that they need to change systems. And number two, are capable of changing systems. Yes, I am fully aware that they've played this system previously, so it's easier for the Islanders. But still, the fact that all the guys have bought in, and you're seeing, look at who's scoring goals, right? Bailey, Sezikis, Fashing. I mean, not the stars. When I see that, that makes me worry, though. 
because guess what? You cannot rely upon, if you're going to rely upon Josh Bailey to score you goals in order for you to win games, you're not winning many games. If you're going to have to rely upon Hudson Fashing to score goals for you to win games, you're not going to win many games. You see what I mean? All these goals have come from players you usually would not expect. And I'm, I'm not going to say fluky, but from players you would not expect to score those 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 goals. Simple. Well, and they're not going to score, right? Because historically, they don't do that over long time periods. Yeah, that's true. But when you're seeing other guys contribute, it means you're not dependent on you know just two or three guys, because a lot of guys are chipping in. I just I just think that the fact that the Islanders have absolutely uh, changed systems, absolutely today they looked uh, not so good against Washington. Yeah, they got um, beat five to one. That's yeah, that, but that's, that's, that's the best you can put it. Not so good. Yeah, but the score wasn't indicated. The game was close until you know halfway through the third period. You know, or whatever it was when they scored the uh, the third goal or fourth goal. I mean, then it was you know okay, you know it was over by then. But I mean, we hung in there, and I thought I liked our compete level. We're not super talented with the injuries that we have, or even with the talent that we have. But you're just seeing. We're giving it everything we have, and I'm looking at Washington. It's like they're just kind of floating around back there, maybe because they got a whole bunch of new guys as well. They traded five guys away at the deadline, five starters. So maybe there's still you know, some issues that they have. But I like our compete level against Washington. They just have better players than we have, and it came out today. Their goalie didn't shit the bed today, as others have against us. But that being said, the fact that uh, you know Lane Lambert – was not afraid to change up and say, you know what? The thing that I've been doing all year, the system that I've implemented is not working. It's not capable of working with the guys we have out. We're going to change up and go back to playing the old style. Most coaches would not do that. Their coaches are not, you got to have a big ego to be a head coach. I mean, and he's willing to admit, you know what? We have to change things up. Good for Lane Lambert. I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, He's the number one reason why we're going to make the playoffs this year. It's going to be him. To answer your question, because I think you wanted an answer for me too, I think how frequently are coaches willing to acknowledge that mm, what we're doing right now is not working and, and looking to make that change? It doesn't happen often, but as you mentioned, right, it's a team where they have seen success playing the Barry Trotz style of hockey. Um, but, uh, you know, how often do they do it? Not very often, and you know, good for him for making that change. Again, the Barry Trot style of hockey is not built for long-term success. It's just not. not I'm not saying we're no. winning a Stanley Cup. What I'm saying is, I'm saying it's going to be tough to even, I think, continue at the same pace we were. Okay, because I thought, I thought tonight, I didn't think the scoreboard says five to one. We should not have been beaten five to one. But you're right. They didn't have an. I mean, Kemper came up and made saves when his team asked him to, and you see the end result. Yeah, I don't think he was supremely tested tonight. All I'm saying is, you say, can the Islanders keep it up? Well, they've been doing it for what a month now. Eighteen so I, games. Okay, so what is that? A month. So I think you. I guess you have to say, yeah, we've been able to do it, right? No, you can get hot for a month. Your teams don't get hot for two months. Or three months or four. We're not months. going to start this again, are we? What What do you mean? I mean, I, I just, I mean, to me, I don't think that 
you're asking how long we keep it up. We can keep it up. It's, okay. here's like, we're we gonna should, we're gonna out of the remaining games, we're gonna go eleven, four, and three on the same skew. We're gonna I, be second in the NHL in points gathered over this next little haul of games. I just don't see that. Okay. I think I, expect slightly above average. Okay. You have to admit how we were playing before, we'd win two games, we'd lose two games, win two games, lose two games. He's changed systems and we're much more proficient and we're gaining where winning way more games than we're losing and we're picking up a lot more points than we were previously. You can't deny it. Okay? We with the way we're playing now, we are not shooting ourselves in the foot as often. That is what's led to success. We are not making mistakes that give other teams undeniable opportunities. That's what's helped us too, right? We can it's not disagreeing with your point. We are playing more, we're playing smarter hockey, we're playing more fundamentally sound, so we're not hemorrhaging chances going the other direction and we're not leaving ourselves susceptible to big opportunities for the opposing team. Yeah, I disagree. I think we're giving up just as many chances. I just think that we're playing uh that we're it seems to me like the team has refound itself in playing the old style. Okay, that's what I think. I mean, Sorokin's been tremendous. If it wasn't for Ilya Sorokin on Thursday night, we lose to Pittsburgh because regardless of how bad Jari is, he must have made four or five saves that were in the back of the net. That game was not even close. All We've swept Pittsburgh, which I didn't realize, swept them for the first time in our history in a season series. I didn't realize that. Yeah, go ahead. I think you're going to hit the point that I want to say, but I just want to make sure you will. And every single one of those games, we were outplayed by Pittsburgh. We were also down by two goals in the third period on every single one of those games. That's the one I wanted to make sure I hit on. We overcame a two-goal deficit in the third period on every single one of those games. Because of their weak goaltending is what beat them. And people say, oh, man, it says so much about the Islanders. I do. uh, We already know this Islanders team can battle back in third periods. We've learned that. That's See, like that's not something that's only happened during a small portion. We did that extremely well at the beginning half of the season. We did it somewhat in the middle. And then this towards the tail end of the season, we've been extremely proficient in the third period, you know, tonight excluding. But it says a lot about Pittsburgh. Can't hold a lead in the third period. I don't worry about that with the Islanders. When the Islanders have the lead in the third period, usually they're able to come away with points. Usually they're able to win that game. That's not the case with Pittsburgh Penguins. True. I'm just, all I'm saying is, I'm pleased, today notwithstanding, how the Islanders have played the last month. And as I said probably a month ago, I said whichever one of these teams in the East, that the teams that get hot are the teams that are going to make the playoffs. The Islanders are the hottest team. Ottawa's second, but Ottawa's so far down, I don't know if they can catch up. They still have a really difficult schedule the rest of the way. Florida's three points out with a game in hand. Uh, Washington's... You know, however many points they are, I know Washington, they- Washington is five. I'll, I'll pop it up on screen for you, Grumpy. Washington is going to be five points out with a game in hand. They do play us twice more. Again, that's the only reason I still have them in the race because they do play us twice. If you beat a, right, we beat the Penguins. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they win the series against us, and that doesn't bode well for our playoff chances. But yes, Washington see- does have a game in hand. We are five points ahead of them, as Grumpy's always said. Having points in hand is better than having games in hand. Yeah, Penguins. You have to pop up the uh, playoff standings, not division. Okay, 
I will pop that up in a second. But just in lieu of that, because as I'm pulling that up, going to have to be able to talk about it in the meantime. But still, we've got here the Penguins, right? They've got three games in hand on us. And when you talk about the Florida Panthers, Grumpy, right? They've got 67 games played. we got 68. We had three points. They're three points behind us. They do have one game in hand. The Ottawa Senators are playing tonight, so they're going to have after tonight, they're going to have three games in hand. Right now, they are six points behind us. If they win, they'll have three games in hand, and they will be four points behind us, and you're right, extremely hot. Seven wins, three losses in their last 10 games. Yeah, I'm not counting on that. Like I said, I'd rather have the points in the bank than say, oh, well, gosh, if we win every one of these games, we're going to – no, because it's not going to happen, okay? The Islanders would have to really fall back, for I think, for the Senators to catch them. The, the, I think the only team that really realistically has a shot is maybe the Florida Panthers. I think they have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. But they come out and they just give up a boatload of goals. They're just not great defensively, and I think that'll be you know their undoing. They were down today to Winnipeg 4-1 to one with, I think, six minutes to go in the second period and came back to get the loser point. Um, yeah. Uh, you look at it, Buffalo's out, Detroit's out. Those teams are both gone. The only teams that really have a chance, now you're looking at are five for two spots, in my opinion. Florida, Washington, Ottawa, Islanders, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to make the playoffs. I and think they'll so. probably come in seventh um, because they don't have to play us anymore. They gave – think about it. Pittsburgh gave six points to the Islanders here. Just gave it to them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they should already be locked into a playoff spot. They really should. But and and remember, be- remember, by the way, really quickly, the Rangers were struggling mightily. You know, you look at their last 10 games and, you know, they've they've kind of started to win a few, but they were losing quite a few games. They did win today in overtime, I believe, against the Sabres also. Yeah, Sesterkin looked really – he looked like last year's Sesterkin today. And that's bad news for, you know, the rest of the Eastern Conference if he's rounding back into form like last year. Yeah, but uh, we're not here to talk about – stats numbers long story short it's going to come down at the very end um that's just as simple as it is uh grump let me ask you this what else did you want to talk about what other points did you have from our last game i did think the come from behind victory i kind of expected it i wasn't as islander fans were in jubilation they were in jubilee on thursday evening after the islanders won i grumpy and i we called each other before the third period started and we said how is tristan yari going to go ahead and blow this lead just yeah. because historically he has, and sure enough, he did. That kind of expected. We could go in down two or three goals in the third period to Tristan Jari, and I think we're going to always come back and beat him. Yeah, that's it. Wasn't to me, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't even when we were down two goals. I'm like, this guy's going to shit the bed. I I had no, it was no doubt in my mind. So I mean, here's the thing. It was an undeserved win. I think uh, most Islander fans would look at it saying, "Hey, we stole two points there in regulation, no less." We stole two points, and I just I just kind of looked at it and was that did it go no it went overtime I'm sorry overtime, yep. certainly they stole two points because there's the Islanders weren't even in that game Sorokin was sensational Pittsburgh dominated and then Tristan Jari does what Tristan Jari does I was I guess that's why I wasn't overly enthusiastic about it I expected the Islanders to win I just I just knew if he was in net somehow he'd lose the game. And he did, because that's what he does against the Islanders. He looked pretty good today, I guess, against Phil. No, he didn't even play today. Casey DeSmith played against Philadelphia Philadelphia when they won. But, I mean, to me, 
I don't understand how Mike Sullivan plays Tristan Jari against us. Uh, how many how many times do you have to see him cough up savable goals in the third period before you say this guy can't play? Yeah, and, and I don't want to talk too much more about Pittsburgh unless you do, but I, I kind of want to ask the question, right, talking about goalies. Varlamov started tonight. Uh, surprised. As, as to why he started, I couldn't tell you the method behind that madness, but uh, he played tonight, right? The guy that we couldn't afford to move, couldn't afford to trade the deadline. I'll be interested to see what his record is the remainder of the season, the remaining of these games, to see if it was unbelievably crucial that we kept him as the backup. Because wouldn't it just be freaking ironic if he plays? Because, right, he's only going to play. We said he's only going to play four, maximum five games after that trade deadline. He's played one, and he's lost. I will be interested to see what the results look like here. It was his first game in March. Um. So that's probably why Lane Lambert played and was like, okay, we got to at least start him every once in a while to keep him, you know, engaged or whatever. Um, I'm sorry, what did you say else? Oh, it, he's not the reason why we lost today. I just said, no, no, my point, because you maybe, maybe it missed or maybe it wasn't clear. My point was the guy we couldn't trade, I will be interested to see what his record is, or we could have just thrown you in that because if we lose all those games or come with one win because he didn't look fantastic in that, he did an okay job, but he's an okay goalie. But, right, we said we had to keep him because he was so important to have that 1A, 1B. I would just be interested to see what his record is the remainder of the season, the guy that we could not move away. Yeah, he should have been moved. That's neither here nor there. Though. I just said, would it not be odd, right? It would be ironic. Let's say he lost every one of the games he played, the next four games he plays for the remainder of the season. Or let's say he goes one and four over a five-game stretch towards the tail end. And he, he's not, okay, he's nowhere near the caliber of a goalie of Sorokin. Not even no, close. He's not. So, no. you know, the, the amazing saves we get with Sorokin, you're just not going to have any more with Varlamov. He's at the tail end of his career. He's a 35, 36-year-old goalie. I'm not expecting him to come out there and play like Sorokin. But, okay, so the backup goalie lost the game tonight. I thought we should have moved him. We didn't. Let's move on from that. Uh, you know, my I, point that I'm trying to make, wouldn't it just be interesting to see and keep tabs and tracks on the backup goalie that we couldn't move? Let's let's look at what his record will be the remainder of the season, the guy that was not able to be moved, that we couldn't afford to move. That was my point of my statement, Grom. Okay, you can keep track of those stats. 0-1 since he's been there. Okay. I, I I mean, I'm on record as saying they should have moved him. They didn't. It's not the reason why we lost today. Um, uh, if Sorokin was in there, probably still lose. Uh, I didn't think we were good enough in the offensive zone. Um, it just is what it is. We're starting a lot of guys who aren't really good right now. A lot of guys are playing. Cal Clutterbuck came back today, um, and he played with, uh, gosh, who the heck was he? With Fashing and Simon Holmstrom, I believe. Okay. And they kept the bottom pairing of – no, no, he didn't. Um, it was Fashing um, with uh, Sezikis and Martin, I believe, was the bottom pairing. I believe okay. it was. Don't know. Don't care what the lineup was. Cal Clutterbuck's not the answer. He's a bottom six guy. I'm just saying he came back today. He came back today. That's correct. I had no need to get hemmed up on who the lineup was. But, yes, came back today. What did you think about his performance? Um, He looked a little rusty. I didn't think he was fully back, fully healthy yet. I mean, not that he wasn't fully healthy first game back. 
So he didn't look like the Cal Clutterbuck that we're used to seeing. He was cleanly shaved, though. I mean, cleanly shaved. I think he hates that. He looked miserable on the bench, and I think it was because he had to shave today for the game. Like Samson cutting his hair? Is that what it was? Cal Clutterbuck had to cut his beard and then... No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it has a bearing on his play. I just think it ma- makes him nasty. He's not. A, he's not happy when he's got to shave. I think. Okay. I mean, what else? What else would you want to talk about about these games? Because I want to jump in some comments. Want to go ahead and get to some items like that. But I want to open up the floor, Grumpy, for you um, to to air what you thought. I mean, because really nothing has changed since our last podcast on Wednesday. It's still an assortment to where all the teams are jumbled together. It's going to be a playoff battle until the very end. And until you start to see trends continue to move in either a positive or negative direction, you really don't have any clarity. We had a huge come from behind victory on Thursday where Tristan Jari blew it. And, hey, we took advantage. We won that game. Swept Pittsburgh for the first time in the franchise's history. Fantastic. And tonight, a little bit of a letdown. But we still, over those four-game stretch, went three and one which is a victory for me, right? We said you couldn't go split, go 2-2, two and two, couldn't come away with a losing record. We came away with a 3-1 record, even though tonight wasn't a fantastic game towards the end. Still came away with a 3-1 record, which is a success over that four-game important span. Now you head out west. How are we going to do out west? The right. Kings, right? You, you got the Kings. You've got San Jose. You've got those teams out west. Traditionally, we've struggled when we've gone out west. I think the Kings are a tough matchup for us. Um, we should be able to beat Anaheim and San Jose. I almost say you have to get four out of the six points out of that West Coast swing. Um, that being said, in the past, we've struggled out West. So let's see what happens. Yeah, you got to at least have four points, right? I, I don't think anybody's going to argue or dispute that. You've got two two teams that are bottom, what, bottom six, bottom seven in the NHL. Two of the worst teams in the Western Conference, and Anaheim and San Jose, and you've got the Kings, which is a tough matchup. But you should ideally come away with probably at least four points. Yeah, the Kings when we played them um, at UBS Arena, um, they outplayed us by a ton. It was three nothing, and we've got a couple of fluky goals late to make it three two, but they outplayed us by a ton. So, I mean, if you lose to the Kings, okay. Here's the thing. All the other crap teams around us are losing games too. So, I mean, we can afford to lose a game here or there. You got to beat the teams that are that are the bad teams, like Anaheim and San Jose. Can't go 0-3 on that trip, or can't go 1-2. You got to go 2-1. and Yeah. Can't come with a losing record on that trip. I don't disagree. You know, teams that we're battling against continue to shorten and shorten. If you take care of business, you win your games you're supposed to win. You'll be fine. That's simple. If you don't, you won't make the playoffs. That simple. All of the responsibility comes on the players. All the responsibility comes on the team. Nothing else. It's not like we have to worry about other teams doing certain items to keep us in a spot. Win your games, do your job, get ready for the postseason. That simple. Um, but let's do this, Grumpy. Let's go ahead and read into our ad, and let's go ahead and start getting some comments, okay? Okay. Um, let me pull this up here. I forget. They always do this these days, Grumpy. Now where we have this basketball, I know how much you love basketball. Don't you Grumpy? Oh, I do. I have to say I do. Well, today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Are you ready for the underdogs, the upsets and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament of college basketball is here right now. New customers can bet just $5 on 
college basketball hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the NCAA tournament. Go to the app, go to the app and opt in and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get your bonus bet back up to $10. Again, Grumpy, I know Selection Sunday hasn't happened, but uh, hey, you could you could feel, you could place, you could place a bet on some crazy upset you expect to happen. And hey, if it's up to $10, you get a no-sweat bet. So you get you can maybe go ahead and identify yourself a little Cinderella story there as a bet. Cinderella story. Yeah, but uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in, in bonus bets instantly, win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes in description for additional details. Yeah, nice job, TJ. And I'd like to say, everyone, we appreciate TJ making the podcast. I know we had a long like a five and a half an hour drive just yeah, to not, get back. Don't worry about that. But yes, yes, Grumpy. Let's start jumping in. I, I, I don't need to bore people with what's going on because I don't I don't want, want people to know what I do either, Grump. So all I said was that you were on a five and a half hour drive today. It's all I said. It was more than that, but no worries. Um Flex Crew says here, why play Varlamov? It makes zero sense. Really missing Barzol and Pajot. Um I think you had to play Varlamov every once in a while just to keep him sharp, uh, give Sorokin an extra day off or an extra two days so he'll be ready to play against the Kings. Um, I I was surprised they did today, but they did. Um, and I still think we're missing Barzell and Pajot, but the new way, you know, the new old way that we're playing systematically uh, has benefited us so far. So I have, I mean, you're not going to win every game. I think we're missing players, but you've had in, in the time period of, of our best players being out, right? Guys like Barzol and Pajot, you've had guys like Josh Bailey scoring and guys like Hudson Fashing answering the bell, guys like Matt Martin putting the puck in the net and guys like Casey Zizika scoring. So, you know, even though we've missed them, and I think we definitely have missed them, you've had all these guys who you would not expect any performance and production from have stepped up. So... You know, even though we could really use them back, we've had guys step up, so it's good to see. Hunter says, six out of eight possible points during the biggest week of the season. We'll take that. Can't win them all. Yep. I was about to say, if you said, hey, we're coming away with this at a three-and-one record, I think everybody's excited. Um, Drew L. says, whoa, TJ, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is this a prank? No. We just got back. But wanted to make sure we could provide you guys some content. Um, yes, we were on really TJ time, I guess, today. The old TJ time. Mm-hmm. Rick Ormus, an emergency podcast. No, not an emergency podcast. Amari uh, Production said, yikes about today's game. McLevin says here, I don't know if you heard, but there was an Islanders game tonight. Yes, it was. Yeah, not uh, not a great display. But uh, like you know, I when, said, you see, yeah. when you see Kuznetsov, do you talked about you were impressed with Kuznetsov on that power play where he skated between all four of the New York Islanders? I was like, holy shit! It wasn't like there was a ham and eggers. I remember when I saw a move like that. And again, Kuznetsov didn't score, 
if Kuznetsov scored, that play would have reminded me of when Sidney Crosby just freaking skated right around Thomas Hickey and put one in the back of the net and made Hickey look like a child because he split between all four of those, all four of those New York Islanders split the defense pairing of Pelic and Mayfield with ease and went ahead and had a wide open chance and opportunity on Varlamov. A fantastic play like that. We talk about where talent kicks in, pure talent. It's funny because Thomas Hickey talked about it. He says he's a guy who's able to glide um, and keep his speed up. And he just went through uh, through everyone. And a nice say by Varlamov, he didn't bite. You know, he's probably seen that move a hundred times when he was with Washington. Um, but it was phenomenal. Like, man, that guy's really good. And he said that Brock Nelson also has that ability to just kind of glide and not lose speed. But, you know, it's been a long time since Brock Nelson's put up a point. It's been quite a while. Well, now everybody's saying, oh, because we're playing this more defensive style. I don't care how many points our no. forwards put up. The reason we don't is- care. Oh, it doesn't matter how many points Bo Horvat or Brock Nelson scores because we're playing more of a defensive system. That's what we're seeing online. Well, that's not true. But what's also telling me that without Matt Barzal in the lineup, they're focusing on Brock Nelson. That's what it tells me. Yeah, you know, points aren't everything from a forward, right? They offer other items, but when your team is bereft of scoring, you have to <laughs> the the scoring and the offense has to be generated somewhere, and most most cases it's generated on the offensive side of the puck. True. Next comment, please. Next comment, please. Sounded like you were going ahead. You were, you were going ahead and queuing us up for our next comment. Drew said here, uh, I just assumed. There'd be no podcast. Well, we gave it. We we deliver. Pony Bacardi said, TJ's going back to being an anti-fan from eating crow to sniffing Patrick Patrick Kane's job scrap, or even better, Dylan Larkin, because he's a closeted wing or a Red Wings fan. We all know this. I like the Red Wings. I'll he knows all the prospects. I don't I know any of the prospects. I pull for the Red Wings. I mean, that's a team that I think is going to be built, and that's going to be going to be one of those teams that you can admire. You know, just same way where you look back on it, we can admire the Tampa Bay, even though they knocked us out of the postseason and the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row. When all is said and done, you're going to be able to look look back on that dynasty, I'd say, or arguable dynasty, and you can admire what they did. I think the Red Wings are going to have a similar sort of build to them. But uh, no, I, I don't think we're not. I still think we're making the postseason. If you took me to Vegas right now and said, TJ, you got to go ahead and bet, are we making the postseason? I'd say yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and the thing about Detroit today, had a 2 nothing lead on Boston. Um, then it was 2-1, to one, and uh, Dylan Larkin had a chance to score a goal, actually scored the goal, and they called a penalty instead, which was kind of a weak penalty. Uh, the guys were talking about it, and Boston winds up winning 3-2. So, and Boston is the first team to clinch a play. The, the fastest team in NHL history to get the 50 wins, which was today. Yeah, they're great. I mean, most complete team in the NHL, no doubt about it. But if I can just say one thing about that, yeah, maybe so. But back in the day when you had Montreal, when they were tremendous in the you know late 70s, a tie was a tie. No loser point. So, you know, well, not, they, not no loser point, but you couldn't win in overtime. Right. You, right. Once it was a tie, it was a tie. So it's not like you're getting those extra wins and you're also not getting 
loser points. A tie is a tie, and you're not getting the winning point. So just just win. Well, no, you mentioned you talked about 50 wins, right? But yeah. I mean, like the loser point doesn't matter, but I know what you mean. JK okay. says here, we laid an egg tonight. Yeah, a little bit disappointing, uh, particularly the last day before a West Coast trip. The West Coast trip is important, right? I mean, we're breaking it down in segments. Got to be two and one in the next three. You can't have any other result. At this point of time in the season, you take it one game at a time. But, you know, us as fans, we can go ahead and break it down in a little tiny segment. So it's not saying, what do we have to do over the next 18 games? This is so overwhelming. Or however many games it is that's left. Um, yeah, so three-game stretch. Got to come away with three points. Whether that's one, one, and one, or at least three points is what I think. Ideally, four. So, hey, come away with one win, two we, overtime We have to come losses. away two and one. It's got to be four points. You can't oh, one come win out and two overtime losses works fine, too. Okay, four points. You got to get four points, four out of the six. Okay. Minimum. Dave Johnson says, what? You guys coming on to say you told us so after we got sucked in by a winning streak, by the winning streak. No. No. Not I there mean, yet. If we go and lose four or five games in a row, sure, I guess. But at this point. I only speak good. the truth when I see things going in a good direction. I'm going to tell you. If I see things going in a bad direction, I'm going to tell you that too. I love the direction we're going in. Today, notwithstanding. Um, but overall, uh, I don't think anyone can be displeased. Like I mentioned a month or so ago, I said, whichever one of these teams in the East, because they, they were all bunched together in the suck zone, whichever one, a couple of these teams that get the hottest at the right time, those are going to be your playoff teams. I think Pittsburgh will make it just how many points they have and how many games in hand they have on a lot of these teams, us included. And then I think it'll be us. Um, Florida has a legit shot to make it. Today, they should have came away with two points. They only got one. They're three points out with one game in hand. Ottawa, schedule too tough. And I just think Washington's mailed it in today, notwithstanding. Yeah, you, I, you've said, I feel like notwithstanding, like 10 times on tonight's show. So but so but I will tell you this with the Washington cap. I don't think they've mailed it in. You keep saying they've mailed it in. They didn't look like that tonight. I'm sorry. You keep saying they've mailed it, and I just don't agree. I just don't think that – I just don't think Washington has what it takes to make playoffs. Okay, I'll put it to you that way. And I think Alexander Ovechkin has lost a step, a full step. Oh. Not the same skater. He didn't look like it tonight. Unless I don't – I do not watch a whole lot of Capitals games. That's but right. He, okay, but he looked like – he just didn't have jump tonight, in my opinion. I mean, he's what, 38, 37, 39? I don't know how old. He's pretty old. <laughs> I mean, he's getting up there. So you don't expect him to be as good a skater and just looks like he's lost his step from where he's been in the past. He's 37. Okay. So he's lost his step. I swear to God, there's no arguing with you sometimes. Puddy Curtis says, Florida as the easiest, easiest strength of schedule the rest of the season. Watch out for them the most. Yeah, they're definitely in the watch out category, but they don't play any defense, and their goaltending has been questionable at best. Despite having Spencer Knight and Grabowski, goaltending hasn't been fantastic, and their defense is atrocious, to say the least. Spencer so, Knight's out the rest of the year. So I'm sorry, Grabowski. Spencer Knight's out. I apologize. But Grabowski, I mean, he's uh, – He's been at their defense is just not very good. I mean, they went down, like I said, four to one today. 
to Winnipeg. Winnipeg is on the outs. I, I, they've te- their team's falling apart. That's why I don't put much stock in us beating Winnipeg. Win- Winnipeg's in free fall right now. They won today because, well, Florida does Florida things by giving up four goals in the first period and a half. Can't do that. If you want to make the playoffs, you can't do that stuff consistently. Can't do it. I've mm. um, got a comment here from John McManaman said, just when you think this team has stuff figured out, they put Varlam off a net and throw away points. Either tank or keep, or either tank and keep your first first round pick, or play your best players. Clutterbuck is not one of the top twelve forwards. That's correct. He's a guy where as soon as he becomes eligible to be healthy, hey, throw him back in the lineup. We need Cal Clutterbuck. How can we? How did we survive without Cal Clutterbuck before? And that's that's not. I'm sorry, it's just not the case. He's not that crucial to the team's success. He's a bottom six guy, and he right now you got to pull, you got to earn your spot, my friend. He replaced Otto Koivula, who has a lower body injury. That's what they said. Otto Koivula has a lower body injury, and he came in for him. Okay, Ross Johnson. I, here's the thing: I'd rather even have Ross Johnson in over him. Okay. Sorry, again, you have to earn your spot. I'm sick and tired of that shit. This guy's a bottom six guy who's been right because as we get healthier, when we get Pajot back. Who's the man who sits then? Pajot's supposed to be back this West Coast trip. Who sits? I'm going to give you a hint. Probably Fashing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, probably uh, probably Holmstrom. It's got to be Holmstrom or Fashing, right? Who sits out of that group? It shouldn't be Fashing. He's scoring goals. Shouldn't be Fashing. I've seen the team do foolish things before in the past. Is it going to be Simon Holmstrom? I don't mind if Holmstrom sits. I think that's probably the guy to sit. But I didn't think he looked particularly fantastic tonight. But it's going to be either Holmes. It'll be Bailey. Maybe it'll be Bailey. It could be. They've sat him before. They've sat all of those guys before at time time periods. So I'll be interested to see who sits when Jean Gabriel Pajot returns. And if Matty B comes good back, as mine. right? And if Matt Barzal comes back, he's supposed to be out for a while. He's not even skating. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzi says, well, that that uh, that was a suck of a disappointing game. Um, Greg Frost says here, they aren't making the playoffs. No heart, no offense. How, or how long until Clusterfuck is hurt again? I, I think we have heart. I think we play hard. We're just not very talented. Um, the system kind of muddles things up. That's what always allowed us to be competitive with Barry Trot's system. Allows you to try to punch above your weight class. Um, but Clutterbuck is not a guy who I, I, I expect to be healthy for long stretches the remainder of his NHL career. Um, yeah, I, I he was an unnecessary re-sign in the offseason, right? We talked about that. Why are you re-signing 34, 35-year-old fourth-line wingers? Makes no have, sense to who me. Who has a lot of tough miles on his body. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense to me. Let, and you've seen you could bring in a guy like, uh, Hudson Fashing for pennies on the dollar. Uh, you could bring Deep up a window. Simon Holmstrom or Atu Ratu when he was with the team. Or Durando. Or, or Durando, Armand Durando. So, I mean, that's why I just, I'm just not a big believer in signing bottom liners to, to extensions. They're imminently replaceable. I mean, Matt Martin has had a little bit of a resurgence here. Um, this has know, been the best. It's been an absolutely bounce back year for him. Yeah, I mean, particularly the second half of the season, I think he's been really good. 
But that being said, what's he, 34? I mean, it's like time to move on from guys like that. Not time to re-up them. Rick Roma says, in my opinion, strength of schedule means absolutely nothing. I disagree. I think, I mean, you're playing better teams, particularly teams that are fighting for something. Uh, you know, Toronto, the Devils, Carolina. That's only a two-point difference between both of those two teams. So you know that they're going to be, I mean, they're going to come out hard against us. Carolina and Jersey when we play them the tail end of the regular season. Carolina also does have a game in hand over Jersey. But you're right. Hey, the closer things are, it means, hey, we cannot go ahead and rest players or, you know, take it as a slough off of a game or allow players to get a little healthy, allow them a little bit of a mental day. There's none of that. And like with Toronto, right? Toronto does have a game in hand over Tampa. But that's a four-point difference. You know, if you're talking Toronto and Tampa – you want to have the you want to be the team that has the, the the extra game at home. So game seven, you don't have to you know gamble on can we beat Toronto in Toronto again. You want to have that game at home. And Toronto's kind of find their finding their footing now as well. Well, you mean Tampa? Uh, no, uh, Tampa, but also Toronto. Yeah, Toronto Tampa- Toronto struggled a little bit since the uh, since the trade deadline. But they've kind of righted the ship. They were down three to one to Edmonton today. And this is why Edmonton is not winning anything. They want to beating them seven to four. Okay. I mean, like yeah, I, said, Lightning, I know the Lightning went through a struggling streak where they lost like five or six, five or six games. And they were a team that I knew definitely bounced back. I didn't know that Toronto also had that issue too. Yeah. Uh, but well, Nick, Tampa ahead. Bay's been three, four, and three in the last 10, where Toronto's been seven and three in their last 10. So, yeah. Tampa's playing better now, too. Nick D said, TJ, Grumpy, how are you guys doing tonight? I guess Bo fits right in with the Islanders' disease. He can't score. It fits right in with Islanders' disease. Can't score either. He misses Matt Barzal. The guy, here's the thing. You're going to pay him $8.5 million a year? The same exact people who would be shitting all over Matt Barzal for not producing points. How many points does Bo Horvat have in his time period here? I said it's a short sample size, but we're paying. If we're going to be paying you eight years by eight and a half million, you got to put up points. He he misses. He's a good fit with Barzal. I think he's, he is too. He's not there right now, so they don't have they don't have a right wing. Period. There's nobody on right wing. Uh, they tried Engvall there, Holmstrom there, Bailey there. Insert insert any name there, and it's not working. He's got nine points in 16 games. Not the pace he was on when he got here. Shocking. Signs a big contract. Matt Barzal gets injured. There's a lot of things to it, but I, I here's the thing. Something I will be monitoring. Guy having an unbelievable season in a contract year, signs a contract, tail dips a bit. I think he does a lot of the other things that are important. Oh, when you get paid $8.5 million a year, I don't need you to be Manny Malhotra, where you win the face-offs, you play the two-way game, you hustle, you bust your ass. Manny Malhotra never scored any freaking points, which is why he never made a big contract. Got to put the puck in the net. I think the biggest thing is that he misses playing with Matt Barzal. He was able to set him up, uh, put him in good position to shoot the puck. I mean, that's he's a guy who skates and gets to the spot, and Matt Barzal is going to find you all the time. That's why. That's when he was putting up numbers when he first got here. I think they were a good match. Okay. Nick K here, Grumpy. Thank goodness they didn't trade Varlamov at the deadline. 
Couldn't have found another goalie that could do that. Sarcasm off. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's why that's why I mentioned that too. Good point, Nick. So I said it's something I'm be monitoring. How many wins is Varlamov going to have down I the stretch? See, I don't even know why. I don't even need to monitor that. It was a dumb move. It, it, makes, it, it makes it unilateral. It makes it impossible to argue the other point of view. If there, he there, has four or five games he plays and he loses every one of them, you didn't need him. I don't know what other point of view. I mean, anyone who says any different, he's backup. He's a backup. You move. Uh, that's that's my. He's a backup. You move the backup who's a UFA, not needed. There is. I don't even know who you're even talking about because anyone who says we needed to keep the backup goalie who makes five million dollars a year when you could have got maybe a first round pick for him or a second round pick in a deep draft, they're just dumbasses. I I don't need. I don't argue, even argue with people like that. I don't know what you're even talking about. He's backup. He's a freaking backup. Backups are just – they're backups for a reason because they're not good enough to be starters. I could be a backup. I could be a backup and do just as good a job. I would not feel comfortable with Grumpy as my backup. Let me put you that way. Pony Curtis said, I literally messaged you guys on Twitter right before you went live. You guys must have been reading my mind. There it is. We are. Thomas Rudy says here, the crack in the door op- – or the crack in the door opening – for the teams behind the Islanders in the standings just got wider. Yeah, but I still like the spot we're in. I, like I said, the points in the bank are worth way more than, hey, I got a game in hand. If Can you, you win the game? Are you? Here's the thing. If your team is a, is playing 500 hockey over the last you know, month or so, it doesn't matter how many games in hand you are. You're not going to make it because the Islanders are playing really well. Right, if you go on this three-game stretch this next week for the Islanders, right, because they'll play the Kings on Tuesday, the Ducks on Wednesday. If you lose those two games, I don't think they will, right? I think they'll probably go one and one over that stretch. You're, we're singing a completely different tune because of how, right, as as, <laughs> as the end of the season continues to get closer and closer, the, the you know the wins and losses get magnified. It's that simple because Just it think- means so much more. Here's the way I look at it. Those three Pittsburgh games were so huge. So huge for us. If those are what they should have been, which was regulation losses for us, I'm like, we're not making the playoffs because we don't have enough games to make up any ground and we'd be out of the hunt. And Pittsburgh would be comfortably in. But the whole thing is they shit the bed. We didn't. And that's why we're in the, the we're in the catbird seat right now. Okay, uh, Anthony Rizzi said, "I read a story on the Eyes on Isles. Lou has no plans on leaving anytime soon. Oh, oh God, God, that's hard to hear. Don't like hearing that, but yeah, that's what we heard too. Probably a two year extension in the works there, in some capacity for Lou Lamarillo. And yeah. people, Islander fans are clamoring to have him back. Yes, Lou. Yes, we might make the postseason as an eight seed this year. Yes, please, Lou Lamarillo, come back." <laughs> In the last two years, we missed the postseason and qualified as an eight seed. Please, we need you. We can never survive without you, Lou Lamarillo. I, I just don't want to see where you know that's cause for celebration is making the playoffs with the it veteran will be for Islander fans. Well, I mean, and I'm going to tell you again, the reason is because the Islanders have been so bad for so long that just making the playoffs is an accomplishment. It's pathetic. Or it's pathetic. Okay. Next, next comment. Next comment. 
Jari's going into the Islanders Hall of Fame, retire his number, jersey. Now, if he wore number 12, I'd retire that number. Rick Roma said, I didn't watch the game. Um, I'm not a fan of the plus and minus, but Horvat had zero goals and was minus three today. Yikes. Yeah, one of them was at the end of a power play um, where Palmieri had Ovechkin in front of the net and just left. Just left. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He just left this man. And then Mayfield didn't know, and he gets the puck, uh, makes a nice pass over to uh, Mantha, who uh, slipped behind Pellick, and he popped it in the net. It's like, and that was game. That was game right there. Three. How was Kyle Palmieri look this year? Terrible. I think he's worth every single one of those five million dollars. He looked like the F minus that he is. <laughs> Oh, you got to love that. Got to love it. Uh, Decut says it's coaching. That's a difference over this stretch. Paulo C says, I somehow had a bad feeling in my gut that we'd lay an egg tonight because, you know, uh, we can't win. We can't, we can't always win at this pace. And in most of the wins lately, we had to come from behind. Coming from behind, particularly with this team, is not sustainable. And it is the thing you get two goals behind in the playoffs. You're not winning. Against the Boston, the Carolina, you're going to get swept. You can, that That's not going to work. For the Islanders' system to work in the playoffs, Islanders have to get the lead. Have to get the lead, one goal lead, have to frustrate a team, has to have the other team, you know, missing opportunities, hitting it off the post. They get frustrated. We get a counterattack going the other way, a two-on-one and score. And they do nothing. And that, and that goes ahead and sucks the life out of another team. That's how we win postseason games. Injuries, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, winning coming from behind is not sustainable. James F says terrible loss. You can't lose tonight. And uh, yeah, we weren't going to be on, but we we made it anyway. I put up a Curtis said Josh, the healthy scratch in the beginning of the year. Bailey and Cal can't stay healthy because he's toast and cashed. Um, Clutterbuck are donning the A or is donning the A tonight. Both on the fourth line. What are your thoughts on that? Got to move those guys off. I, I I just I for the life of me, I just don't understand Lamarillo's penchant for just re-signing guys in their thirties to long-term deal. It just makes well, no think, sense. I think well, that's not what this comment's about. This comment's about why are they still getting the A. Well, let's say I want to answer that question because I think it's a good question. Why the hell are guys? Josh Bailey has been healthy scratched at times this year. Why the fuck is he still wearing the A every single time he's out there on the ice? What's he done to deserve to get stripped of the A? Not being good enough to play every night. That's what gets you stripped of the A. You can't even fucking play every night. That's that's not why he's earned the A. Because he's a team leader. If Zidane Chara, let's say Zidane Chara was the captain for years and years and years and years and years on this team. But now he's at a point where he's not good enough where he can't even play every night. Should we still keep him as the captain? Absolutely not. You should have already been moving away. If you're not good enough to play every night, you're not good enough to have the say in the room to be the ultimate say in the room. You're not even freaking good enough to play every single night. The Islanders look at the captaincy and the assistances and the assistance because of their leadership. That's why they do it. Great. I think Varlamov should be the assistant captain. Backup goalie. Yeah, he plays every once in a while, but maybe he's got a big say. You understand what I mean? No, I don't. A guy who... how. Josh Bailey was scratched, what, over a stretch of like four or five games he was a healthy scratch? So you think 
because he's not because he was a healthy scratch, they should take the A off of him. Okay. If you are not good enough, he was he's been healthy scratched under trots multiple times. He's been healthy scratched under this coach multiple times, but still he wears the A. It, it's because it's a leadership, it's a, an assistant is a leadership position. It's not you about you cannot lead from being a shitty player on the team. I'm sorry, you can't. There are we are not so devoid of leadership on this team to where it's like Josh Bailey's the only leader we have. We can't find a leader who suits up every single night. Was Zidane Char an assistant last year for the Islanders? Did he have the A? No. It was almost like he was he was almost like he was the captain out there, though, right? He was not the captain on the ice. Well, I don't know. He Zidane Chara played more games on a consistent basis than Josh Bailey. You have more of a you have more of an argument that Zidane Chara should have been it than 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 Josh Bailey. I'm sure Zidane Chara was an excellent guy in the room. He he was not healthy scratched. Josh Bailey, captain healthy scratch, gets it. Kyle Clutterbuck. Okay, Kyle. you're not going to strip a guy of his of his of his assistant job in season. You're just not going to do it. That's an off-season thing. You don't do that in season. And Clutterbuck's been an assistant for how many years? Assistant captain. So is so is this off-season. Cal Clutterbuck should be stripped of the well, A. That, that's fine. This off-season, Josh Bailey should be stripped of the A. But, but guess those, what? They won't be. Fine. They won't but, be. They but, won't be. It's just more okay. of the same. But to say that you should strip them in season is just foolish. It's not. Josh Bailey happen. should have been stripped in season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who, who gets stripped in season? When was the last time somebody got stripped in season? That team was in falling <laughs> apart. There's got to be real problems on your team to get stripped of to get the A or the C stripped in season. Nobody gets a C stripped in season, but the A. I've never seen anyone get stripped of anything in season. Okay. Gotcha. It's not something I'm sure anybody pays attention of either. So, you know, it's for you to say, I've never seen, well, it's not going to get headlines and it's not something that gets followed heavily. But hey, Josh Bailey shouldn't be wearing the A. Simple as that. And this offseason. If Josh Bailey and Kyle Clutterbuck come back next year and they're still in the Islanders, neither of them should have the A. Neither. Sunday Sand said, "Glad you guys are on. Thanks, Sunday. Thank you for thanks for for tuning in." Um, and how do we have two of our assistant captains are on the fourth line? Good question. Good question. Um, WTF? Um, that other team has that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What the hell type of other team has that? Only the identity crisis line. Mm. Oh, that's a good name for the line. What's up, Frank? How are you guys doing today? Uh, Michael Bechet said, hello, gentlemen. We simply suck. No player in his right mind would come onto the island. Lou has to go, period. It bothers me that no one signs here as a UFA who's any good, and we feel we need to trade and overpay to get players to play here. That's That has to change before the Islanders are going to be true contenders. Has to change. You have to be able to have free agents go there who are, I mean, Johnny Gaudreau. What? I mean, obviously, we're in, Columbus was more appealing than the New York Islanders. That's, that's stunning to me. And your free agents are the guys that you trade for and you give huge contracts to? They got to produce. Yeah, that's Simple true. as that. True. That you trade for and then you sign to these huge contracts? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say Paul Mary's produced necessarily in the offensive side of the puck that well. Yeah. Jean Gabriel Peugeot, I think, had a bounce back year this year, but he's a third line center. Bo Horvat does a lot of things on the ice that I like, but not producing in the scoreboard column right now. 
Hodeber Curtis said here, boys, I want a deep dive and who gets all the letters. Okay, who do you think should have the A's? Who should have the C's, Grump? Uh, we've I already said it. Matt I, Barzell should have, Go ahead. I'll let you answer first. I thought Matt Barzell should have the A. The guys who would have assistance from now on would be Bo Horvat. You mean Matt Barzell having the C? You just said the A. The C. I'm sorry. The C. With my assistance being Bo Horvat and Brock Nelson. And I Cole was going to say Nelson. But they're not getting rid of Lee. They're not going to just strip Lee. They're not going to strip him. It's a moot point. They're not going to do it. But if as long as Lee's on the team, you can't make him anything less than assistant. He should step down. That's what Dustin Brown did. He stepped down and gave it to Kopitar. Maybe your maybe your general manager and coach would say, "Hey, we want you to step down in a nice way." You you got to understand the players vote for that though, right? Hey. We want you to go ahead and say it's time to have a little bit of a change in what the scenery looks like. We're trying to move forward with this. We still think you could be valuable, but we want if you get nominated, we want you not to accept. I, you know what? That, that's an off-season thing, though. To yes, be honest with you, right? Because guess what? Dustin Brown. It wasn't like Dustin Brown came up to this conclusion on his own that hey, I don't. I want to step away from this. No, usually get asked. There's usually a conversation that takes place. Hey, yeah. we're starting with changing a little bit, you know, and these, these side, the, the trade for Bo Horvat, the trade for Engvall, the trade for XYZ players are us kind of starting that. We want you to kind of, you know, we still think you're an extremely important voice in the room, but we don't want you to have the seat. And, you know, respectfully decline if they want to nominate you for that next year. Um, Lambert uh, has to stop shuffling the line. Stop it. Let them build chemistry. WTF. He always hits the blender anytime he's got the lines when something's not going right. The guy hits a blender immediately. Michael Bechet said, screw the playoffs. Point of Curtis, Grumpy. I'm going to let you read these comments here, Grumpy. Point of Curtis. Players in the room get resentful if a new Jack, if new Jack Horvat dons a letter. If Lee gets stripped, does he accept it with grace? Does he get an A instead of a C? Really curious to know everyone's thoughts. I think we just talked about that, did we not? Do you think that Lee, the reason I brought this up, you think Lee would be having an issue? He shouldn't. Would he though? I I I don't. You know what? I I don't think he would. I don't think, and I yeah, I don't think he would either. And that would tell actually, that would say more about him than him having the C. Correct. It would. And I'd have a not that I don't have respect for him, but I'd have more respect for him as a leader. He's like, you know what? Yes, time to hand it over. They want to change. That's fine. If he squawked about it, I'd be really disappointed. It showed you that he never deserved to wear that in the first place. Yeah. Drew sent a few memes here. He said, Grumpy, we are the curve. Here's the curve. Just a straight line down. Oh, that's not cool. And he does have one here of Simon Holmstrom when he gets placed on the first line. Simon Holmstrom gets utilized on the first line. You know, I didn't know that Donald Trump was so into the Islanders. It's crazy. Donald Trump is a huge New York Islander fan. You wouldn't believe it, Grumpy. Look at this. Look at what he just says here. When he sees it, Simon Holmstrom gets placed on the first line. This was his reaction. No, get those lights off. Off. Turn them off. They're too, they're too bright. Turn them off. Get Simon Turn Holmstrom out of Let's there. Let's go. Ready? Turn off the lights. <laughs> get Simon Holmstrom out of there. Yeah, there it is. Um, but yes, let's continue moving along here, Grumpy. Um, okay. Frank K said horrible performance. Pony Bar Curtis said 
I think Pelic gets an A off the rip, just saying. And uh, I think you got to give it, you got to do uh, Barzal or Horvat for a letter. Can't do both. I think you could do both, but who the heck knows? Kyle Filipowski is so gosh, uh, is so good. My gosh, says Drew L. He plays for Duke. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, I know who he is. Um, Put it Curtis says here, TJ, um, I sent you a picture of the new a new logo for the Honors Never Say Die podcast. I'll look at it here. Frank K. Grumpy. Farley should have never started. Lambert's a jackass for that. Clutterbuck is finished. I think it's Clutterbuck's first game back, game back in forever. What are you going to do? Um, Varlamov had to play. I mean, at some point in time, you got to give him a game here or there. I thought they would just be on the second half of back-to-backs, but it's the first – uh, he's the first time he played in March, and it's what the 14th, yeah, the 11th. The 11th, yes. I mean, still, come on. Um, embrace the suck is what embrace we've got here from uh, from from Ponyberg Curtis. Thank you for that. I, I, Andrew, Andrew L said, I was at the game tonight. Engval is really soft along the boards. He is his only upside is carry the puck up and rush that rush up the ice. Yeah, he's not physical enough. Just not soft. Paulo C said Stamkos is injured, and if he doesn't come back for the playoffs, they have absolutely no chance against Colorado. I'm, I'm gonna, I would pick Toronto over them, but I would never say that Tampa has no chance in the playoffs. I would never say that. Got a comment here from Andrew L saying um, needs to be way more physical, not enough checking at all for Engvall. Yeah, he's just not not physical guy. That's that's not his game. He's not going to develop that. Charles Dittmer says here, you can't win them all. Um, you just have to be playing good playoff hockey and think it will continue. I agree with Charles. I agree. I, here's the thing. I don't think we're going to beat the good teams. I think we're going to – and you'll see how we look. That's To me, that's the, that's the harbinger of what we might do in the playoffs if we're lucky enough to make them. How do we look against Carolina, Tampa, Jersey, and Toronto? How do we look against those teams? If they just skate us off the ice, that tells you all you need to know. Like I said, I think we're one of the best of the suck squads. Can we play with the big boys? I don't think the so. The best of the suck squads. I like it. Um, by the way, Rasmus Sandin, six points in four games since getting traded, says Drew. Toronto is dumb as fuck. Yeah, I I don't understand why they moved him. I thought it was a nice – I love what Washington did at the deadline, picking up – you know, trading five regulars. Okay, they knew his thing. They knew they weren't good enough to win a Stanley Cup or even make it out of the first round of the playoffs. So they moved guys and they, they, you know, reloaded going forward. But they saw an opportunity to pick up a young defenseman who would be under team control for a lot of years, and they picked him up. I thought, I love what they did at the deadline. I wish the Islanders would have done something similar. The scientists with the slicked back hair. Talking about Lane Lambert. Yeah. Uh, Josh Volpe says... Um, could have traded Varamov, picked up a pick, and played Schneider tonight with the same result. Yep, that's my point. That's yes. that's what we'll be very interested to see. How many wins will he have? How valuable will that have been? Even after all those people said, "No, we need him." Um, anyone Brando says, "Mark, uh, Mark." A. Okay, anyone in the press who says, "Oh, we need, we need him," okay, they just want to make sure that they get good coverage from the Islanders. Nobody speaks out against the Islanders because it's run like a Gestapo regime there. When it comes to uh, you know journalists, can, so, you, can you flip your the cord over there, Grumpy, in front there? I just hear it just kind of pulling every time. Thank you, perfect. Um, but yeah, you're right; they do run like a Gestapo. They do, they do. Um, uh, Thomas Rudy said Lambert 
saw what won games for trots. He knew he had to do something different. Sorokin is a big reason or is a big reason for improvement as well. Yep. I agree. He's been fantastic. Yeah, but how many guys are willing to do that? And I most most coaches are not. They're yep. just not. They're usually slave to their system and they say I'm correct. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm correct. And that uh you know, you're right. Kudos. Kudos to Lane Lambert. That's absolutely. All. Jeff Sobel said Sorokin is a very good goalie, not elite. Oh my God, Ooh. Jeff. No, man. Um, he's shaky despite some recent wins. That's why Varlamov started tonight. No, Jeff. Jeff, Sorokin's a I, I'd say he's an Islander fan, right? I'm biased, maybe, but he's a top three goalie in my opinion. He's top five. I was talking to a buddy who is um north of Vancouver today, and uh he said Sorokin's unreal. Again, not an Islander fan. But he said Sorokin is unreal, one of the best goalies out there. He's better. He said, I like him a little more than Shesterkin. <laughs> and, you know, maybe it's some recency bias because Shesterkin struggled a bit this year. But, again, a guy who we're just talking shop. Um, but he, you know, big fan of Sorokin, that's for certain. Yeah, I disagree with that also. I, I disagree. Point of Curtis. Oh, you disagree with Jeff's statement, not, yes. not, a, great, not a league goalie. Okay. Yeah. Point of Curtis said here, bruh, he's a mad Norman Osborne for real, Lane Lambert. Um, I like that. And Alexander says, terrible game tonight. Sorokin should have started. Well, I, I, I understand. Should have started. They need, they can't, you can't play Sorokin like, hey, you got 30 games left in the regular season. You're playing 28 or 29 of them. He needs to get some rest too. Well, they, and they need to give Varl, you don't want to have Varlmoff come in if he hasn't played in a month. I mean, he, didn't, he hadn't played at all. The last time he played was when they shut out Winnipeg. It's the last time he played. It was a, eons ago he switched up to the trot style since uh, we bungled january for real says point of Curtis. greg prado greg prado on facebook he says was there a lack of concentration tonight i think uh, so kind of eyeing up the west coast trip hey we've done a great job we've won some games and i don't think we were too focused tonight i think the difference tonight was that washington who had been given i think they'd given up over 40 shots, I think, in four games in a row. Yep. And Laviolette said, you know what? Let's buckle it down defensively. I think the Islanders had less than 20 shots, I believe. And uh, they only had four in the first period, eight in the second. Um, I don't know what they had in the third. Yeah. But uh, to me, he's like, we're going to button it up a little bit. And if they button it up and their goaltender doesn't shit the bed, they have talent. They have talent uh, up at the top. So, I mean, that's why they beat us. Frank says here, Engvall is good. I like him. He's doing good, like Horvat. But for some godforsaken reason, we keep putting Clutterbuck with Horvat. Are we fucking kidding me? I about to say, we're just jumbling the lines today. I, You know, anytime we start, we perform poorly, we jumble lines. Patrick H. says here, that defense we had tonight wasn't winning with Soroka in the net. Can't win them all. Time to focus on the Kings and our West Coast trip. Yeah. Kings Three and one is not bad over that four-game stretch. Kings are the team that's going to give us a lot of trouble. They have team speed, aggressive on the forecheck. Their goaltending is solid. Uh, I don't think we beat the Kings. Alexander said, yep, I'm not going to pretend, or I'm going to pretend I didn't see that calling <laughs> Sorokin a good goalie, not elite. I don't know why, Jake K says, I don't know why Sorokin didn't start tonight. It was shocked, or it shocked me. That Varlamov was in, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Grumpy. You got You can't just you can't play a guy a month or two months where no games go to your other goalie. Yeah, so I understand. You know, it's not what we wanted, 
it was an important game, but you know, he played three of those four games stretch. Um, yep. I wish we had Sandine says Frank point of said, we started the off season. Pretty good. Got mediocre. Or we started, we started off, we the, started season off the season. Pretty good. Pretty good. Got mediocre, yeah. looked abysmal for about a month, literally unwatchable and hopeless. And now they look like a decent team again. I'd say that's a fair assessment of the season. Yep. Pony boy, the ebbs and flows. I think you're right. And, uh, what's your boys point prediction on the road trip? Yep. We said four points. Got to get at least four points there. Pony boy. And then Thomas Rudy said, good recap of the season. Pony boy. I think so too. Very aptly put. Um, and boys, is it me or does Thomas Hickey look like a grasshopper? He does. He does look like a grasshopper. Goongoon says, will they turn, <laughs> turn to poop the next and next week's trip? Grumpy doesn't think so. I, I, I think, think so. more average, not poop, but I think you could expect some sort of average play. Historically, the Islanders struggle on West Coast trips. I mean, they could get swept on a West Coast trip. That's happened numerous times before. I have to think we're going to lose to the Kings, but I think I, you have to beat the other two teams. Just have to. This looks like a question from NHL Hits 2002 right here because you used to win the credits, if I remember, and that's how you unlock players and stuff like that, Grumpy. I'm going to let you read that question here. Alexander, thanks for sending that to us. I'm going to get some more comments loaded up. In 1995, Pierre Turgeon and this player were traded from the New York Islanders to the Montreal, to Montreal for Kirk Muller, Matthew Schneider, and Craig Darby. Uh, let's put in uh, B. Vladimir Malikov, I believe, was the other player that was moved. Okay. Or was it or was it Lind? It wasn't that was Linden, no, but I don't know. I think Linden was a separate deal. I don't think it was maybe it was Linden. I don't remember. Do we have please tell me you have an answer for that? Because I can get it pulled up, Grumpy, but I'm gonna have you keep reading comments as I do. Okay, I have to try to find where we were before with the Uh, I'll get it pulled up for you, buddy. Don't worry. Um, okay, gotcha. Here you go, Grumpy. Barlamov is cashed. Lou should have traded him for picks. Uh, we were talking about that since the beginning of the, actually last offseason. Uh, Drew also says, Frank, Phil wanted him the most out of everyone, and Lou could have gotten him for like a fourth-round pick at maximum last in free agency. I think they're talking about uh, Pierre Engvall. I mean, yes, like, it was Vladimir Mihailov. Mikhailov. Malikov. Malikov. Yep. Before my time, Grump. Yeah. Um, And I agree with Drew on that. Pierre Engvall, he's a bottom line guy. You don't need to give third round picks on this team for bottom six players. They're loaded with bottom six players. Is that what you read there? Yep. Pony Boy says, dude. And then same with Jake DeBras, too, says Drew L. Jake DeBrusque has had a real, he's had a bounce back season this year. I've always liked Jake DeBrusque. I know he used to get shit on a lot, but I've always liked Jacob DeBrusque. Simple. Yeah. Um, Fashing wasn't too great tonight either. He's not been a problem. I know he did today. Yeah. While the suddenly, while the sudden, do the Capitals have the Islanders number? Yeah, they played us twice this year. They've beaten us twice this year. So, when was the first time that we played them in January? I think that was a game we had a three nothing lead and wound up losing four three. Yep. So we did want, we found a way to lose to them in January. Um, and we lost to them tonight and we play them twice more. So Washington has got two wins against us, both, I believe, in regulation. We'll see how that continues to transpire. That's why I'm not counting them out. I loved Romanov crushing, Romanov crushing Tom Wilson. 
Yeah. Um, he got Wilson kind of leaning down a little bit and finished them off along the boards like that. Drell said, so the NCAA news for me or for tonight, teams that clinched today, Texas A&M, Texas or Texas A&M. Um, Texas. Duke. Duke, yeah, Texas, Duke. Florida Atlantic. Howard. Uh, still have to wait on the bubble teams. Uh, Tampa looks like shit, says Joseph C. A real chance they could be beaten by Toronto in the first round. Yeah, they've been – I mean, there's games where they look really bad. I mean, really bad and then really good. But we've seen that even last year from them. They get beat, you know, 7 nothing, and then come out and win the series. Goon says, Grumpy, how proud are you TJ's effort to make the dream of tonight's show become a reality? It was, I mean, I – I didn't think there was any way we were going to have a show today. We don't get one out though. No worries. We'll go again. We're not going to go too, too late today because it is, we spring forward tomorrow. So. Oh, that's we'll right. We an hour sleep. Oh, that's, correct. that's horrible. That's correct. So we're going to have to try to answer comments very quickly. And we're going to, you know, we might not get to all of them. We're going to try our best. Um, I like Lane, but he effed up says Frank should have left uh, Engvold with Horvat. Um, they look good. But, uh, hey, maybe Luke called down and demanded that he put Clutterbuck with him. Uh, Paulo C. says here, we won't make seventh in the conference. Let's get that out of our head. Let's get that out of our heads. Pittsburgh tied us with three games in hand and has a much easier schedule. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh gets seventh and we'll get eighth. But I watch out for Florida still. They're close. Yeah, three teams. Yeah. But Adam P. says, tonight's game was effing brutal. Glad I worked overtime instead. You didn't miss much. That's for certain, Adam. Joseph C. said here, Pittsburgh has a retirement home on defense. Very true. Yep. Um, Brett W. said, what a horrible game. Frank said, I thought the Islanders had an easy cut. We do have, we're kind of middle of the pack. But you're right. At this point of the season, strength of schedule, I don't think is as important just because it's kind of like anything can happen in any given game. Um, But uh, Joseph C. said here, I was sad that the Flyers fired Chuck Fletcher. he did such a good job of making them a shitty team. It's funny because I was my brother is a, a big time Flyers fan, and uh, Daniel Briere has been hired as a GM. Oh, and he says the one thing is they have, unfortunately, there's a lot of cronyism. Well, fortunately for us, a lot of cronyism with the Flyers, and that Bobby Clark, Paul Holmgren, and uh, Bill Barber still have a lot of input on who gets hired and stuff like that. So they need to smarten up and just clean house. That's what they need to do. Yep. Andrew L said here, Sorkin definitely should have been in. Don't play again until we don't play again until Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, State of Survival said the loss wasn't for Almost fault, though. We didn't play well. Also, uh, would love to see a how on our number one power play instead of Dobson. I want to see what we can do with better players in front of him. Um, I disagree with yeah. uh, power play one. Sorry. No way. And the loss was not Varlamov's fault. I'll tell you what. Noah Dobson, Noah Dobson made a number of really subtle, good defensive plays. And Sebastian Ajo is not the partner for him. Just no. not. Punter Bercurtis says here, one goal, seven assists, five primary assists, eight points, plus six, eight hits, four block shots, averaging 24 minutes a night. Rasmus Sandin in four games for Washington. I don't know why we couldn't have picked him up. But much better than that. And think about what we gave up. 13th yeah. overall pick for freaking Romanov. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks up two to nothing 
on the Ottawa Senators early in the second period. So that's something to keep an eye on there. Um, Yeah. And I got here. Um, Joseph C. said, don't tell that to Phil's facts. He thought a couple weeks ago that there was not much of a difference between Sorokin and Varlamov. Yeah, he's he's ridiculous sometimes. Phil, Phil, I think it's all he's maybe it's not trolling, but he tries to act as an incendiary, incendiary personality on social media. But um, yes, Grumpy, I think that when we have him on a show, he's much more docile and reasonable. But on social media and texting, he's like a maniac. Phil. He is. He's a loose cannon. I think he's trolling everyone, to be honest. He's not. I think he's just incendiary because it's not trolling. I think he's just, I don't think he's just trying to get a rise, but I think he's trying to play devil's advocate and trying to act completely out of the ordinary. Um, anyway, let's continue on here, Grumpy. I'm going to let you read the comments here. David J. Grumpy. Fire Holmstrom. Fire Pazzo. Fire TJ. Hire Aaron Rodgers. Caps outplayed us tonight, says Frank. Paulo C. Grumpy. Guys, since we scored only one goal, I think it ended up being a good decision to put in Varlamov. There you go. That's one. Uh, State of Survival says, I do think we're opening up cap space um, to either sign Tarasenko, hell no, or someone big in the offseason or take a salary dump plus a player for a high draft pick. No, I, we're not doing that. I don't, I don't see that either. We're not taking a salary dump, and I pray to God we're not doing anything with Tarasenko. Um Clutterbuck's triumphant return, says Goon Goon. State of survival, Grumpy. What did everyone think of Engvall's game today versus his previous two since his trade with us? I'm He's a bottom six guy. D-Cut saying here, got to go at least two and one on the West Coast. Absolutely, D-Cut. Goon Goon says, still confident the Islanders make the playoffs? Yes, if I go to Vegas, I'm putting it. If I had to put money down, I still put the I Islanders. put 10 bucks on the Islanders to make the playoffs. If you forced me to, yes, I would say they would rather than they wouldn't. Paulo C said, we need to get Barzal back because uh, I don't know how long we can win at this pace. So it worries me. I agree. Uh, I agree, Paulo. Alexander Grump. You could have moved Varley and got a guy like Henrique or a second-round pick. It's easy to find a good backup for a low for a low-end draft pick. I hope. I they hope just could have brought Snyder up. This team missed Barzal and Pacho tonight. I, I no, I don't think so. Free and Fun Adventure says, "Party people, late to the show tonight." I wanted to mention a conversation I had at the gym with another Islander fans. We agreed. Frustration comes because uh, there's talent, but the effort often lacks. I think we've played with really good effort. Even today, I thought we played with good effort. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, we just don't have the talent. Yeah. Um, Drew L says 24 hour stream tonight, guys. No, not tonight, Drew. Alexander says, Why have all them off started tonight? Beyond me, as many fans agree. Goon says, Is Michael Irvin in a tight spot or was he wrongly accused? It sounded like to me wrongly accused. You couldn't hear anything that happened, but it didn't sound like he was trying to uh, assault that lady, like the, like I believe the reports claimed. When uh, I will talk about that tomorrow night. Yeah, because we talked about it briefly on Thursday, Goon Goon, but we'll talk about it again tomorrow night. Um, uh, Joseph C. said the Islanders will last longer in the playoff than Drew's Knicks. I don't agree with that. Alexander said still need some work um, on the ad read, TJ. But other than that, great job. Thank you, Alexander. D-Cut says here, hopefully Pajot returns Tuesday. Our centers are gassed, basically playing three centers for the last nine games. Also three 
Um, also, only three that all also- three also kill penalties. Yep, all three of those centers kill penalties. Um, ooh, Drew said here to be honest, the Knicks last longer. The Islanders um, and the Knicks are eliminated in the same series. There it is. Yeah, they'll probably get both bounced in the first round. Gungun says, Grumpy, which who related film um, was superior? Tommy or what the hell is this? Quadrophenia. Quadrophenia. Um, uh, I'll go with Quadrophenia. I'll go with Quadrophenia. Any reason? Uh, No. The kids are all right is a definitive who movie. That's why I like. Alexander says it's amazing how so many people want to shit on Barzell and said he doesn't make a difference. Like, come on, do better. Yeah, just ignore those people. It's stupid. Grumpy, Duke are ACC champions. They've gotten hot at the right time for certain. Because says that $10 million was invisible tonight. No, he was man. not. I'm going to tell you the what. $10 million man did good. He did well defensively. He, he showed made- me if you play defensive system, he can do that. Absolutely, and he makes so many good, subtle defensive plays. He got, he's playing with Aho. Put him with put him with Pelic, and you know what? No one's no one's talking anything. No yep. one's saying anything. Alexander said, "Could somebody tell me what Palmer was doing on the third goal, leaving Ovechkin, who he was marking forever, and then just ah, screw it? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. Oh, it's break time, and he goes and skates to the bench. I guess that was it. Oh, sorry, I'm on break. He leaves right there in the middle of the play." Joseph C. said, watch Shire be the next Coach K. That's, that's lofty expectations. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, I do want to talk about that. I'm tomorrow. a Duke fan since the 80s, man, but not as much the past couple of years. They do all the one and dones. It's tough to be as big of a fan. They're changing that. with all college basketball. They're going to they're gonna be they're gonna be transitioning. We'll talk about that. Jay, Jay says, Kyle Palmieri, you're right again. Um Brock had two points on Thursday and an overtime. Oh, that's goal right. He did have the overtime goal. That's right. You're starting to forget things like Lou. Absolutely. Bumpy is starting to forget things. That's right. Well, actually, you know what? We were podcasting during that show. Gugun said, can Rogers take a little longer to announce his big announcement? Um, he should do a goof. Call a press conference to say he needs a little bit more time to make up his mind. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. Also, the Jets want him. Green Bay wants him gone. He's just he's a he's he's a loose he's another freaking wacko. Nick K says Palmieri leaving Ovechkin alone in front of the net was basically the end of the game. It just made no sense. Gungun says hasn't Horvat been? I was going to say what would what would the comments be? Because believe me, they didn't call. They really didn't call him out on the on the telecast. Excuse me, on the telecast today. So if it was Dobson, I guarantee you would have got called out. Yes. Same thing. Like if Pelic did that, chirps, chirping yeah, crickets, right. not a damn right. thing. Yeah. Um, Gungun says, hasn't Horvat been a bit flat? Hey, he misses Barzell. He's got no one to play with. He's got average on his line and insert right winger here. Boston gives me 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning vibes. First round sweep. No freaking Not vibe. me. Not me. No way. That team has a lot of playoff experience for that yeah. team. They've, Players on that team have won cups as well. Tampa didn't have that when that first round sweep took place. USA beating Britain, Great Britain, five to one. 
Freedom Fund Adventure said you cannot hire you cannot fire TJ. We would lose too much of the comedy aspect from making fun of them. This summer ownership must make changes on the ice, but most importantly, Lou must be removed from power. I agree with all those statements there, Freedom Fund Adventure. It's too it's too much of an integral part of the show to just remove me from the funny aspect. I understand. They're not removing Lou. That's obvious, I, right? Unfortunately not. Yep. Gungu says, does every good hockey team leave as many players uncovered as the Islanders? Case in point, the ridiculous second goal, a Capitals goal that even Grumpy could have scored while still seated on a sexy sofa. That was that was easy. That was an easy goal. Frank saying, yep, Barzal is also missing Horvat. Drew L says here, Sun X isn't hard or isn't hard enough on TJ. He was supposed to be the bully on the podcast. The way you're hyping him up, Grumpy. He's he, he still feeling his way. It's still early. Yeah, he's still feeling it out. Andrew L said Grumpy is right. Ovechkin has definitely lost a step. He's really only become useful at the one timer at the one timer slot on the power play. True, true. It was it was really really obvious to me. TJ, you look pooped. Will you be pulling an all nighter tonight? No, I'm not pulling all nighter. I'm not pooped, but. I know Grumpy said, he's like, let's do an hour show. That's what Grumpy told me when I called him up earlier. So let's just do a show. He's like, let's do an hour. And I could tell based off the way he was reading comments. I'm like, Grumpy, that that way is going to be a three-hour show. <laughs> so Frank says, that's right. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up, ladies and gentlemen. It helps the algorithm. It helps get mine and the Grumpy Old Man's word out to the masses. Thank you there, Frank, for the reminder. Jay, Washington, says, Jay says, Washington always finds ways to humiliate the Islanders. More likely, they'll they will lose to some shitty teams and not overtake us but head to head when it counts we keep losing to those kremlin scum drew l drew says not only clutterbuck being inserted again holmstrom first line again wtf tj i sent you something on that the state of survival here Clutter did his job no goals were scored against and he was when he was on the ice because says ross johnson laughy face here's the thing Cal Clutterbuck's not good enough to where as soon as he becomes healthy anymore, he just automatically gets given back a spot. Sorry. It's just that's that's absurd to me. <laughs> that's absurd. Um, Jay says here, Anders, or Anders Lee's penalty was stupid. They have a lot of power play nullifying stupid-ass penalties. They do. Um, we get you know one thing I've noticed we get away with a lot of stick holding and interfering. Clutching, grabbing. We have all season. And it's just because we're slower. Uh, Freedom Front Adventure says, TJ is 100% correct. Johnston brings more than Bailey and Clutterbuck now. Johnston should have played versus Washington. I agree with tanking to retain the first pick or the first pick, the first round pick, and improve position for later picks. Retire number 15. Bye-bye, Cal Clutterbuck. Now we're in a spot, though. We can I don't think we can lose enough games to ensure that we still keep our pick. No way. No way we keep So now, now the situation is there's only two scenarios. We don't make the postseason and we lose our first round pick, or we do make the postseason and we lose our first round pick. The first round pick is gone this year, ladies and gentlemen. We yep. cannot, we can't suck bad enough at this point to retain the first round pick. It's never going to happen. Never. Uh, Brian P. Brian P. says a revolving door on the first line team or the first line. The team misses Barzal big time. For certain, they do. Um, state of survival, Grumpy. I'd like to see Dobson sit for a game and put Wotherspoon in. He needs a break and hasn't been doing well lately. Some defensive gas, not bad, just learning the game. He's he's teamed with Sebastian Ajo. He didn't play poorly today either. He didn't. Okay, Absolutely when not. when Mayfield and, and Pellick were 
fucking skated through like fucking warm or like a, with like butter with a like hot a, knife through knife, butter, like a scalding hot knife, a lava hot knife through freaking butter, just split with no issue. I didn't see on social media pitch saying, "Holy shit, Mayfield and Pellick, you got to make sure the gap is more closed. You guys have to do a better job of covering Kuznetsov." None of that shit. If it was Dobson, and people would have said. Typical tops are not doing his job. It's just an easy pain point because of the people, the the squawk boxes like like Phil's facts on social media are trying to degrade the ten million dollar man and ruin his value. And I'm not going to let him do that. D cut grump. Durando must not have shaved for a few days. Kid had one bad game. Was banished to Bridgeport. <laughs> Jay grumpy. Has Martin really been that impressive this year? He's too slow. Sazikas on the other hand has been amazing. Clutterbuck is done. So one-third of the former ID line is still relevant. I think Martin – here's the thing. He's been so bad the last couple of years that he looks much better now. Um, but that line's been done for a long time. Google says, last summer I received more mosquito bites than usual. TJ and Grumpy, any advice or pointers? Stop Just putting, get used to it. Stop putting sugar on your body instead of uh, insect repellent. No, just get used to it. That's it. Just get used to it. Uh, Andrew L., I mean, last year, you just get to a point where you get enough mosquito bites where you just don't feel them anymore. Andrew said, um, the Mets got a signature. Met and got a signature and picture with Trottier tonight. The takeaway I got was that how tiny guys like him and Butch are. Yeah, mm-hmm. Butch is really short. We've but actually remember made fun of him before for that. <laughs> these, guys, these guys were playing like 45 years ago. The human population has grown a lot in the last 40 years. Yeah, and as you get older, you kind of shrink a little bit. Rob G said the Islanders shot themselves in the foot tonight. There, absolutely, Rob. Um, Brian P said absolutely grumpy. Horvat misses Barzal big time. Nobody passing the puck. True. Um, Goon Goon says grumpy. How great was a 1982 comedy blockbuster, Night Shift, starring Henry and Michael? Love Brokers. It was good. Mm. Night Shift. Excellent. Brian P said. Anthony Bavilli is averaging a point a game with Vancouver. That he is. Still. still. Yep. It doesn't matter. He was never going to do that here. Doesn't matter. The shitty thing was our general manager sold the player at his lowest possible point because he's a shitty job. He does a shitty job of managing assets, just like he sold Devontae's for fucking pennies. He always does that. He always does that. That's a criminal offense. That's what he does. He does people it like time time people online want to bring Lou Lamarillo back when he does dumb shit like that. Um, Jazz says here that was one of the worst games I've watched, and I've seen a lot of bad ones. See, I didn't think that game was as bad as yeah, many did. I didn't either. I didn't. All right, so they lost the game. I didn't think they played extremely poorly. I just think that, that Washington played a buttoned-up defensive game, and they have more talent than us offensively. That's what happened. Then the goalie didn't shit the bed. Rob G said, "Anybody know when Matt Porzall might be back?" But uh, not skating yet, so not a good sign. A lower body injury, not skating. When he starts skating, I assume it's going to be like a two or three week time period when he starts skating to be back. So probably not until postseason, best case scenario. CJ said, um, "I told you we should have went all in on trading for Timo Meyer." I and we've heard that before from the Red Loop and Power Ranger CJ. Here you go, Grumpy. Problem uh, is, Grumpy, this senile dumbass that you wouldn't converse with is the GM of this team. On top of that, the owners are sucking this geezer's dick like there's no tomorrow in Louis Trust. Hold on a second. I want you to see. I, I'm going to show you a picture, and I want you to guess who got this. I'm going to show you this picture, Grumpy. It's pretty neat, I think. Look at this. An official warm-up puck 
for the Islanders versus the Washington Capitals. Look That's at that. Nice. That's who, nice would, who, who of this listener listener fan base, Grumpy, would 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 manage to stumble their way upon that puck, you think? Somebody who gets there early to a game. Somebody who maybe is connected? Oh, connect Shay. I got to bet it's probably Shay. Dun, 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 dun. Grumpy Shay, of course. <laughs> Shay, man, I'm telling you what. No matter what, she gets everything. Oh, she, no, I said, I guess today is March the 14th. Oh. Somebody sent me this picture. I don't have Twitter, so credit them, you know, the Islanders. I guess today is March the 14th. No, is this hers? I don't know, Shay. Did you yeah, get it looks that? Like they, got the wrong, they had the wrong date on the puck. Okay. I thought maybe that was Shay. I try. I jumped the gun. Sorry, Shay. I got excited. I would fit more in my narrative that you were connected, but sorry, you're still connected. You got people sending you pictures like that, and you're connected. Greg Frost said here, "How or how do you miss a guy you played with for about a week? Horvat is good. Um, he is what he is. He stood out on a crappy team." Okay, here's the thing: when he was playing for Vancouver, he had Elias uh, Pettersson. Patterson on, on the power play. Right. They didn't play and, on the steam line, but just the power play. Okay. Well, that's where he scored most of his goals, right? On the power play. Really good on the power play. But he had he's not a guy who's a creator. Matt Barzell and Pedersen are creators, and they get him the puck to shoot in prime locations. CJ Grumpy. Clutter needs to retire. Bailey needs to get traded or bought out. Holmstrom sent down. Bring up Ishikov. Uh, Durando and Bull Duke and Fire Lane. Get Bruce Boudreau. No for Bruce Boudreau. Holy That's shit, bad. you want to talk about craziness going on. Goon Goon Grumpy. Would the odds have been much worse if Lumbering Lou actually dealt Varley and Mayfield like he was supposed to? No, they would not be most, uh, very different at all. Yeah, they would be similar to exactly what we see on the ice every single night. This is the viewers in Grumpy when TJ has his meltdown. Shut up. Shut up! Shut up! From Kindergarten Cop. Oh, man, that's a good movie now. See, that's the way the fans think when you have your little millennial meltdowns. I don't care. You should care. <laughs> I think some enjoy it now. It's grown on them, Grumpy. Um, Jay said, not cool to put such a lousy effort or to put, to put such a lousy effort on Brian Trottier tonight. Okay. Andra- it's not, I'm sorry, not cool to put out such a lousy effort on Brian Trottier night because it was his night. Yes, that's true. CJ Grumpy. Uh, let's show Lou the door. If he is planning on staying, then we fans need to let our owners not go a minute without knowing we want him fired. Start the chance. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The majority of the fans, hey, we made the playoffs. That's a success. Yep. It's like we were close, and you've got a chance. Anything can happen. I'm starting to see that dumb shit rear its head on social media. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything can happen. You know, what's the probability, though? That's all I have to say. Drew said here. He said, however, however, unfortunately, most of the time, it seems like the underground sources that TJ seems to get the information turns out to be true. So I'm expecting the death extension to Lou and Fredo. Unfortunately. Um, Brett W says here, Kyle Palmer looks worse than an F minus. He's a F double minus. You know who came up with the F double minus grumpy? That was you. I'm the freaking curve grump. I'm the curve grumpy Mario. Horvat is a younger version of Nelson. He's better than Nelson. He's a better player than Brock Nelson. Stop. Sorry. No CJ grumpy. 
F the Capitals broadcast. They are beyond annoying and pathetically cringe. Lachlan calling the Capitals the good guys and calling Capitals by their nicknames like Cutsy is cringe AF. Um, by the way, I maybe lose power here, so don't be shocked if I go out just end the broadcast grump if I do, but uh, everything's good right now. But if I do just magically disappear, it's because I've lost power. Gungun says, uh, taking boneheaded penalties and continuously playing catch-up is not the way to go through life, son. Very good. That little dumb, little play on Animal House. Yep, that and dumb is no way to go through life. Angvold, Clutter, and Bailey. Who cares about the assistant captain, says Brian P., it's our it's our version of playing the Kardashians or playing the Real Housewives. Frank C said, "Do you think by keeping Varlamov around, it will make it easier to sign Sorokin?" Should have already resigned him. I don't, already taken offer, him. I don't think they can offer him a contract until this summer. So they can't offer him a contract until this summer, I believe. Mm. CJ said, "Why is Bailey on the power play and penalty kill?" It's not algebra. <laughs> Uh, Brett W says here, he's been Josh Bailey. How can someone so terrible be a leader? Maybe he's a quiet leader. He's a good, good guy in the clubhouse. Yeah. Remember the last the last guy who led by example on our team, John Tavares. CJ, grumpy. As I've said for months now, Timo Meyer is the player we need. No offense to Bo Horvat. Um, D-Cut says, TJ, please don't lower your head again. The reflection almost blinded me. I hope I blind you, D-Cut. <laughs> goon, goon, grumpy. Grumpy, if you drink enough of that delicious grape drink, does it turn your urine purple? It does not. Just turns a stool purple. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Brian P. said, TJ, letting a stupid A thing bother you. It's almost meaningless. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, That's why I had to say, let's just move on to the next comment. You get, you're get you going down a rabbit hole. Brian Cooper says, Hey, hey TJ and Grumpy, love the show, and I'll see you guys at Borelli's. To watch the Islanders get smoked if they make the playoffs. <laughs> well, yes, I don't think we're going to be traveling up there to Borelli's to uh, or traveling to Borelli's from where we are to to uh, to watch the Islanders get smoked. Mario said, uh, "You're wrong. The Islanders are devoid of leadership. Lee is not captain material." Oh, that's a bold statement. Uh, maybe it's a way to think about it. Never thought of it that way. CJ said, "Who are the top scoring free agents on July 1st? Patrick Kane." Right? Sure. Tarasenko. Um, and uh, Freedom Fund Adventure says, guys, guys who suck. Guys who it's suck not should not have leadership positions. It sends an example to everyone else that failure is rewarded and tolerated. What Islanders hockey is must be redefined. Why no matter who coach or the GM? No. Okay. But here's the thing. There's never any uh, – there's never any uh, ramifications when we fail. Never for this organization. Joel said, TJ is guaranteed to have a rah-rah millennial meltdown once per podcast. It never fails. It's just part of the show these days. Mm. Jay says, Parise deserves the A more than Bailey, but it's obviously a seniority thing. There you go. Frank C said, uh, CJ or TJ, it's Bailey's high IQ. That's why he's got the A. Uh-huh. There you go. Gotcha. Um, and then CJ Grumpy. Bruce Bordeaux now, plus let him bring in his own assistant coaches. Look at our power play. Never improves. Coaching does nothing. The power play doesn't improve because we don't have enough talent. Period. Oh, man. Got a comment here for I don't want Bruce Bordeaux. 
saying hence why they have four hour long shows. D cut said or Brian P says, now now I know why I can only take this in small increments. Uh there, Brian P. Um, and you just don't want to cheat on CBC. I don't know who's who's CBC. Um, Canadian broadcast channel roster. channel something like uh, that. Yeah, Drew L says here um, they've called that line the identity crisis line for the last two years. I don't Grumpy. remember him saying that on this show. Maybe he has. He has. I don't remember. Yeah, Grumpy. Um, Mario Grump. People credit Lamarillo for changing the culture of the team, but apparently UFAs haven't noticed that culture change since they don't want to sign here. Just like before Lamarillo took over, no one's ever wanted to come play for the Islanders. Had to force them to. So you know what? How about instead of trading for guys, just get them as draft picks. So this way you have some future with the team, and this way the guys will stay with you forever. Beacon says the players on this team don't respect the ballerina. It won't happen. Horvat gets the C, CJ says. Barzell and Lee get the A's. Nelson and Martin get an A. Bailey, Cal get T's. Traded. Frank C says here, Clark Gillies was a captain. He stepped down for Denny Potvin. He knew he wasn't. For the job when Eddie Westfall lost his job, certain a certain group of players said that they wanted a younger captain. That's how Clark got the job. And Eddie was pissed. But he stepped down because he was a class act. Grumpy D cut. The players know who the leaders on the team are, not the fans. Uh, CJ says here, what? what if we trade? Okay, we'll just alternate because I think I, I think we can make it work quicker like this. CJ says, um, if we trade Horvat after this season, no, no matter the outcome, playoffs or not, what if we trade it? Not going to happen. We just sign him to that big trade. He's got a four-year no-trade clause in that. We've seen this before. Bring up Ishikov, Durando, and Bolduc. Gustav Farley said, all I can say is that the Islanders stunk tonight versus the Washington Capitals? Absolutely. Frank says Durando was excellent. Why was he sent down? He looked too good. He was showing up Simon Holmstrom. <laughs> Rick Roma says Stamkos' injury is not serious, apparently. Alexander says, guys, you may make fun of me, but I think we could beat Boston in seven games. We're not going to make fun of you, Alexander, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't. Yeah, I think they're. We match up maybe better against them against Carolina, but I think that Boston team is fantastic. Frank C says here, the only thing about the Islanders is that they have the wild card in Sorokin. He is capable of stealing a series. Um, Not against Boston. CJ says, so who saw Scream 6? I saw it Thursday. And it's a great addition to the Scream franchise. Definitely different. Took chances. Worked, but would like to see Scream 7 to be like Scream 3 with a major backstory. Um. I, I've never watched any of the Scream movies, but I know that it's like it's the Fast and Furious. I know that it must have a very loyal fan base. I thought the the first one was pretty good. There were a couple of them that were pretty good. D-Cut says here that spineless midget Gross sent out a tweet defending not trading Varlamov five minutes after the trade deadline ended. A total suck ass. I did see that. I We we brought it up on the show because I thought it was the, the, the point he made was just moronic. Andrew L. Imagine not thinking Sorokin is elite. Oh, man. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, CJ says here, Bruce Boudreaux. Um, and who he brings in as his assistant coaches. Who agrees? Yeah, no. Um, there's uh, Frank from Empire State says, there's 15 games left. Are you kidding? Or do you mean in the offseason? That's yeah, about still about the ridiculous assistant captaincy thing that you <laughs> pontificated on forever. We okay. The comments no, that's we've done. Talking about Bruce Boudreau. That's talking about okay. Listen, to, read what the comments are. Let's talk about the Bruce Boudreau. Stop, Grumpy. Come on. 
Anyway, Owen J said, I did not like Cal coming back tonight. Don't smoke crack said nothing about that. Look good. Um, got a comment here. Um, shut up at the Capitol or Capitol shut us out tonight. Only goal that was put in the net was by a Capitals player. Very true. Shay Grumpy. I thought you all weren't doing a show, so I didn't look. But here we are. Um, I've got a goalie fight oh. for you tomorrow. There it we is. Like, Shay. We like goalie fights. I'm excited. Don't smoke crack, Grumpy. I had great seats tonight. I could see the look on Cal's face when he came to the bench after his first shift. He looked gassed and miserable. I think he might have been gassed, but I think he was miserable because they made him shave. Prince Chicken Wing said Ang Bum instead Ang of Ang Bum. Bull. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Rick Roma, grumpy. Center's losing 2 0 Vancouver and just got blown out by the Hawks. That's why I don't care about the schedule. Well, here's the thing the, uh, Ottawa's not good enough. Sorry. Now you got a not chance to see uh, Vancouver Canucks up 3 nothing over Ottawa. There it, it will, is. Here's the thing. I'm going to give the eulogy right now. Goodbye, Ottawa. Shay Grumpy. Holmesman gets promoted for shitty play is all you need to know. Yep. Frank K said fashing will be in a press box before Holmstrom. Fuckface Lou will make sure of that. I hope to God not. Fashing's played well. He has. He deserves it. So we took a bad penalty. Let's go ahead and put him on. Well, now we got John Gabriel Let's go ahead and sit fashing. Scott Major took three bad penalties against Pittsburgh. And Could he be. never comes out of the lineup. Yep. And I like him, but come on. Uh horrible trade. Perjan was great, says Frank. He was. Oh yeah. Uh Drew L. Grumpy. I just can't wait for the next GM of this team to be the equivalent of Danny Ainge of the NHL. Well, he'd never lose a trade. Didn't we have that already in Garth Snow? <sighs> Frank Hay said, can we spring forward to Lou being sent packing? Ouch. <laughs> I like that. Shay Grumpy. Everyone played terrible tonight. 18 shots in 60 minutes. It's hard to win games like that. Not all on Barley. I don't think it was on Barley at all. And she also said, I'd like to say that if Sorokin was in net, fans would blame the defense slash forwards. Uh, but since for all off a net, the blame goes to him. Yeah, I don't think it was his fault today. I have uh, Owen Johnson says, oh, I have to agree with TJ. We should strip the A from Josh Bailey and just give it to anybody. My left nut, he says. <laughs> Look at Woodrow. that. There he is. He's excited because uh, he because that's more because that's more balls than the cul-de-sac crew ever shows. Oh, yeah. damn. Uh, Brock Nelson should be the captain. Paulo C. Grumpy. Uh, we just have to watch out for Florida. I was losing three nothing and Buffalo just got one point. Yeah, it's Florida is the only team. Florida and I guess Washington, but Washington, I forget Washington. Frank A. Grumpy. Frank Thomas says Mar the Marriott didn't produce the video, which pissed the judge off. Irvin is innocent. We're in an era of cancel culture. She's looking for a fast payday. As I said on the on the uh, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, it used to be uh, innocent until proven guilty, but now in certain circumstances, it's guilty until proven innocent. Shanduel said, look at the TJ Oshie goal um, and tell me Dobson was good tonight. Where was Aho? The TJ Oshie goal. Where was Aho? That was Simon Holmstrom's man, by the way. That was Simon Holmstrom. They talked about it on the telecast. Simon Holmstrom abandoned his man. He's like, Simon Holmstrom, Butchie, and Thomas Hickey were like, uh, Simon Holmstrom was on his man and then kind of abandoned him right there. He's got to do better than that. And then Dobson's, and Dobson's being left out to dry, hung out to dry. Shay Grumpy. You see the difference how TJ and the grumpy old man act towards the players they like versus the ones they don't like. 
especially when they have a good game. We have biases, absolutely, just like everybody else does. So I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not going to pretend that we don't have I've biases. never, I've never denied that. Drew Grumpy. TJ, will there be a TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show tomorrow? Yes. Uh, I can't wait to talk NFL there. Oh, gosh. Hey, free agency starts Wednesday the 15th. Uh-oh, Drew said, yes, Shay. There's big trades that are happening. Yeah. He said, I'm tired of hearing Brendan Perk say, um, and a shot, or in Palmieri shoots it wide. Um, you were right, Grumpy. I should have lowered my expectations for him, like the girlfriends of NFL players. There you go. Very good. And Shay, Grumpy. The Islanders had more wide shots than shots on goal today. Big problem. Uh, Drew, that trade was insane. What was Lou thinking? Gave up 10 or uh, give up like 10 picks. WTF. Um, D-Cut says fire TJ. Hire D-Cut. There we go. Alexander Miles Riz Misery rated R. Give him a shout out. Uh, Alexander says sometimes I feel that Grump wants to go through the camera and slap TJ. I do sometimes. I'm the same. I'm right there with you, Grumpy. Shay says here, if Romanoff um, was doing what Dobson has been doing lately, y'all would be all over him. But since it's Dobson, you guys aren't. Again, he's playing by himself out there. Why do you think Dobson is paired with Aho? Because Dobson's a better defender than uh, than Mayfield's been this year. Aho is not a good defensive. You have two guys who are offensive defensemen, and you pair them together. Because Romanoff, as the defensive defenseman, could not do the job. Simple. Um, Vinny Smith said, simple question. How many general managers keep their job after not making the playoffs two years in a row? Well, let's add one to the list this year if the Islanders don't make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Frank Grubby. Say, Shay, I just said Dobson screws up a lot. He made a beautiful breakup on a three and two, but then he turned the puck over that caused a breakaway. Um, oh, Miserable partner. And he does make mistakes all the under. Dobson is a day day younger than Romanoff. And we hear the excuses. Oh, Romanoff's young. He's still learning. Same shit with Dobson. Alexander said, my buddy thinks we should have traded Barzal for Timo Meyer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Shay said, no. Alexander, you need to get better friends. No, my friend got it and sent me a picture because it said March the 14th and not March the 11th. I didn't go to the game today. I don't have any connections. I don't know where you guys get this from. She does. I'm telling you, she's got connections. Uh, Prince Chicken Wings, Grumpy. Uh, they don't shoot on the power play for Horvat to tip the puck in where he can be successful because they got the other guy doing it too. Anders Lee. Got average in there. For her they got that. two garbage men in front of the net. Yeah. There's only so much garbage to pick up on the ice. Very true. Um, especially when you spread the suck around like Bailey. Shea said defensive pairing should be Pelican Dobson. Amen. Pulak Anaho or Pulak and Aho, and then Mayfield and Aho. Um, Man, I don't think I think Aho's getting too <laughs> much ice time in that scenario. Oh, sorry, no, she said here it is. It should be Pelican Dobson, Romanoff. Oh, now she wrote Romanoff. Uh, <laughs> it should no. be it should be Pulak, Pulak and Romanov, Pelican Dobson, Mayfield and Aho. That's what it should be. Yes. Okay, Grumpy Frank. It's, it's not, not a Duma. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Uh, there oh, is. I have a headache. Maybe it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. D-Cut says, I'll let you read this, Grumpy. TJ never gives me the credit I deserve for these long-lasting show cornerstones. The millennial meltdown was another of my creations. And that bald-headed joke never gives me the credit. Oh, I like it. 
Now, I don't want to say this, D-Cut. You're starting to sound like a millennial when you're demanding credit on things. Holy shit. Oh, man. Just kidding. Oh, good gracious. Um, let's go here. And Shay says, let's try this again. Here it is finally. Pelic Dobson, Romanoff, Pulak, Aho, Mayfield. There you go. Uh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Don Kush says here, what is everybody's problem? Did everyone think um they would win every game left no don i, I don't think anybody thinks everyone see that left. that's my that's my whole thing I'm, i i agree with don here so we lost today it's okay just i mean his thing let's see how we do on the west coast trip i his thing the other teams below us suck just as bad as we did during the season but we're playing better than all of them right now Anders Lee's an excellent. Account. Oh, I disagree with Don on that. Okay. <laughs> I, it's not the end of the world. We lost one game. I didn't mind. We went three and one over that four game stretch. Uh, how do we do in the West Coast? We're just trying to break it down to segments. Got to come away with two wins, one losses over there. Absolutely. Four points. Um, I do this for D cut tonight. TJ, shout out Isles Misery Rated R. I already did. I already did. State did. of Survival TJ. says. TJ. So that's why I did that, Grumpy. State of Survival says, off topic, how are you guys? doing given the economic crash is imminent hope you guys are holding up and doing well keep up the good work thank you stay survival we're both doing well thank you thank you hopefully everybody out there is doing well too don also said um when the player gets here when players get here they want to stay it's a stockholm syndrome you get kidnapped <laughs> they slip you some drugs and they give you a lot of money that you don't deserve for a lot of years and that's it okay yes prince chicken wings grumpy delusional and lame don't keep what works that's why bailey wasn't put with suzika suzika's in fashion after the third period versus the sabers um don kush said if you don't think we can beat boston speak to tampa hold on i like this i love all these we talked about this last time don like if you're going in the business deal and they say like with the playoffs right everybody says anything can happen hey how's how how are you doing? Are you going to close on the on the Glen Gary Glen Ross leads? Anything can happen. That's not something you say to a boss or at a job with confidence. You don't say anything can happen. Okay, it's true. Anything can happen. But what what do you like? What percentage do you think? What and what, what happened to Columbus after they beat the best Tampa team? What happened to Columbus? They got blown out in the next round. They got swept in the next round. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> they won one round, one playoff round, and they got destroyed. Um, and that Columbus team, what they had Matt Duchesne at that time. They made a big push that year too. that Columbus team to try to keep Duchesne, I believe there. I don't know if that was the year or not. I think that was because okay, it didn't make the shitter. Um, Drew L. Grumpy. I guess that's why the Islanders lead journalist is Andrew Gross because his opinions and media matrix lies are gross. Oh, he, I like that. I well, like he that. Gets, he says whatever the organization wants him to say. Alexander, Alexander says, Paul Mary must have thought that uh, the dinner time chicken parm was on the menu. Oh, oh there you go. I mean, he just bolted. No, he's like, oh, sorry, break time. Here you go. Uh, Empire says, LOL, grumpy old man, you're right. He showed up Simon Holmstrom. It is part of a Curtis. If they sit fashing when Pajot's healthy, I'm going to lose it. Sit that wasteoid clutter bum and give the guy with, the, with a jump a shot. With jump a shot. Yeah. Plus, Gross looks like your average gaming Twitch streamer. Wow. He's probably a little nerd anyway. Oh, a lot God. of hatred for Andrew Gross tonight. I was about to say, uh, Punter Curtis says here, bro, um, 
Pro was as gross, is so obsessed with line combinations. Why? Why is he so obsessed? There it is. Um, and uh, Ego Grumpy, Pony Curtis says, How do you think the Uber drivers in New York feel when they see P. Kane requested a ride? I assume excited, like, Oh man, or maybe they don't know who he is. Sick Clutterbuck for Pajot. Rick Roma said, Lou just stripped. Bailey of the A and gave it to his son, Chris Grumpy. What are your thoughts? Oh, Fredo. <laughs> they heard they heard the convincing points I was making, Grumpy, and now they've given it to Chris Lamarello. They should give Chris Lamarello an F for Fredo. No, that was that was that was Holmstrom on the Oshi goal. There yeah, you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. See how Fire quick the throw got on the bus? Fire Alexander, hire his uncle. Oh, no. Um. And uh, Puddle Curtis says here, I'll take Holmstrom over Clutterbuck right now. Yeah, I would too. I take okay. Holmstrom over Clutterbuck right now. It was Clutterbuck's first game back. My point being is when you sit for freaking 20 something days, 20 games, you have to earn your spot back in as a freaking bottom six guy. The bottom six is whoever's the hottest hand plays. That's how you do that. In the playoffs, would you rather pay Cal Clutterbuck or Simon Holmstrom? Cal Clutterbuck. Okay. We're not in the playoffs. Well, guess what? You got to get Clutterbuck ready for the playoffs. Earn your way back in. Stop. Don Kush said Dobson's terrible defense. No, 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 no. No, Don. He's not. No. Here's the thing. Young defenseman. Is he? He's much better offensively than defensively. You're not going to see us disagree with that, though. Um Maybe save Clutterbuck for the playoffs, says Pony Boy. Oh, you've got to get him in shape to play. TJ, can you pull up? What is this? Mount Thielsen, which is pointer this mountain or Holmstrom's chin. Oh, what's pointer? Oh, God. Maybe, there's a, maybe there's a mount. Okay. Uh, James. Um, James Farrell says, I think the Panthers gave up too much to get the number one pick in the draft. We'll oh, absolutely no. talk about that tomorrow. Uh, Frank says, uh, yeah, James Insane, talking about that. Uh, Pony Boy says, bench Clutterbum, play Fashing and Holmstrom, save Clutterbum for the playoffs, bench Holmstrom. The guy's got to be ready to play. Andrew says, Grump, can you give, can you, can we get an ex Tom Brady wife impression? I think we like haven't ch- gotten that in a while. He's like, Tommy, come over here. You look at, I know your peepee looks very small when they are in the big manly hands that I have. So, Tommy, you are going to have to get a divorce. I'm just glad that she's gone. So here's this mountain. I'll be honest with you. This is a pretty pointy mountain. That is for certain. Uh, Grumpy, I'll pop that up on screen for you. This is the mountain. What's pointier? Simon Holmstrom's chin or this mountain? <laughs> uh, that that mountain. That mountain. If you like, made the mountain's dimensions on somebody's chin, that person would have like a cartoon chin. That's how pointy that would be. Uh, I'd say that the mountain is pointier than his chin. Not by much, but by a little bit. <laughs> there it is. Um, uh, who would win an actual chess match, Barry or Lou? Lou. No, Barry. I don't know. Who cares? Barry. Uh, Puddy Curtis said, Dan, TJ, you tilted your head down. Your bald spot has a bald, bald spot, my guy. Oh, you know, maybe they should. Um, ah, forget it. Next. Shay Grumpy. Don't get him started, Drew. He always has to have football on every Sunday from August to September or whatever season starts until February. Oh, man. You go, D-Cut Grump. TJ showing some mental toughness by having a show tonight. Got to give credit where credit's due begrudgingly. Thank you, D-Cut. Thank you. Um, got here. Oh, oh God. 
I'll do a Tom Brady impression to Giselle. Walk home. Walk home, bitch. Bye-bye. He's going to have no problem getting another woman. None. Maybe he maybe he wants to be single forever now, Grumpy. I doubt it. The point of Burger said, I mean, remember, uh, remember, or, or I'd much rather make the eighth seed than the ninth or tenth spot. Very true. Yeah, that's Grumpy, true. what are your thoughts on expanding the NHL to include teams based in Europe? The sport has. No, absolutely freaking not. I'm no. not on board for that either. No. It's just like the ch- the time change for those teams. It's like, no. remember, look at how crappy those games are when the teams in the NFL play. Yeah, talk about the NFL again, DJ. Tell them. I know she hates the NFL, but I'm just using it as an example. The games are shitty quality when they have to play them over in Europe and they play them on that time schedule. It be t- You can't sustain that overseas. That's why they do it at the beginning of the season. The teams wind up having a week off after to get used you to You would have to have 32 teams in Europe and 32 teams in the U.S. to make something like that work. How about in the end, it's like you just cross together. No European teams play an American team or North American teams and the North American and European teams. That's okay. how they reach and fight. I have a solution. No teams in Europe. Next comment. Paulo. Uh, Paulo says, Grumpy, we are very lucky that those bottom teams, they really suck much more than we do. Agreed. Rick Roma, Grumpy. Did someone say the leads? Yes, they did. <laughs> the leads are in. Vanilla Vic is elite. No. no. Prince Whoa. Chicken Wings. We'll talk more about his ass tomorrow. He's not elite. Um, okay. Uh, um, Don Kush. Sorokin can win series for you. Yes, he can. Not against Boston or Carolina. Mm-hmm. DJ, get a tan with the extra hour or the, the extra hours of, of sun starting tomorrow. Wow. Oh, God almighty. Um, okay. And just like that, TJ, you have to earn your way back into the comment reading privileges. Oh, that's, that's right. A good one. That's a good one, Drew. I but like you know, that. TJ always says, all right, Grumpy, you read them. And then after I read a couple, then he just starts. All over Grumpy. Again. Get back to reading, Grump. Paula says, we will not beat Boston. They're much better than we are unless we put plywood in front of the net. <laughs> Please, guys, don't be pissed off when they beat us. There's nothing wrong with that. You're just better than we are. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. Yep. That's why it didn't matter. That's why it didn't matter. That's why you don't That's why you don't keep your UFAs. That's why you move them because you're not winning a cup. Shea, Shea says, I'm going to the Panthers game on Thursday. I didn't know the Carolina Panthers played on Thursday. I'll be wearing a Canadian sweater I made, rooting for them. Florida can't win. There it is, Shay. I like it. Where are you sitting, Shay? Let us know tomorrow. Laugh my ass off at the grumpy old man. Um, okay, let's see here. Yes, send it to me. Absolutely send it so I can pop it up on screen. Grumpy. Uh, Frank is also laughing at your little impression as well. <laughs> your peepee looks small in my big, my big man hands. Yes, Tommy. The Carolina Pussycats sold their soul to get C.J. Stroud. Sold your soul for rock and roll. Okay. Yeah, T.J. Football, football, football. Yeah. No, hockey podcast. Oh, there it is. There it is. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh God, that would. Could you? Oh, uh, God, you Phil. Phil, I chew spit up and Phil. I chew Phil up and spin up. <laughs> Phil. Okay, and we got one video here, Grumpy. Before we wrap things up here. Shay did a little cut for us. Here it is. Look, Grumpy, you're wearing the same outfit. Tommy, come over here. You look at, I know your peepee looks very small when they are in the big manly hands that I have. So, Tommy, you are going to have to get a divorce. I'm just glad that she's gone. <laughs> she's a harpy. Oh, she's a harpy. There it is. Oh, man. 
we're here at the end of the show. Sorry, we're late. We're just happy we got on tonight. But Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things I up? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into the show this evening. We appreciate all the input and thoughts, comments, and you guys watching, listening, just like we're at the bar, just shooting the shit with our pals and buddies. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the show, as always. And thank you, Grumpy. My pleasure. There's one more comment. I assume it's this one. Yes. Yeah. Phil said Croc is better than Tavares. Now, please stop. Please stop. Please. He stop. is off. He's, he's a maniac. He's, he's trolling maniac. people. He's trolling. He's, he's an incendiary individual. And if he comes on the show, he'd be like, well, I didn't mean it like that. And he'd come on. He'd sound like so he'd sound so rational and so reasonable. But when he says that stuff, when he starts to get behind the keyboard, Phil is a dangerous man. D cut says, DJ, with the time change, you may actually be on time tomorrow. He won't. No, it, it's it's a it's a harder possibility for me to be on time tomorrow because it gets if we spring forward, we're going forward an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, oh man. Um Grumpy, what's the scenario? Three West Coast wins. We mentioned earlier, two wins, one loss. Need four points out of those West Coast games there, yeah. Grumpy. And I think I'd say I'd say we probably lose to the Kings. Yep. Um, got here. Phil's just trolling to get some clout though. I'll say that. That's what okay. That's there what it is. Doing. But thank you, Grumpy. As always, thank you everybody for tuned in. We'll be with you tomorrow on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss out. It's in the link in the description below or as a feature page on our YouTube channel. And thank you so much again, Grumpy. My pleasure.